Hi, I am Reese, and I am from the podcast Canadian Politics is Boring, and we have 60 seconds to hard sell you why you should listen to our comedy show. So, Jesse, have you got any reasons why they should check us out? Absolutely not, but you told me to be more enthusiastic, so that's what I'm going to be. It's got stories about funny politics in Canada. Bear wrestling, aliens, alcoholics galore, seances with ghosts, dogs that are your mother, or the fact that Justin Trudeau's father might actually be Fidel Castro, or Or not. Or not. not, Or not. Yeah. Or Or not. Yeah. So are you driving to work, or are you on your bicycle listening to a podcast, or are you perhaps taking care of your children and you just really want to drown them out? Uh, Put us in your ear holes. Search Canadian Politics is Boring on your favorite podcast app, or go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com to check out our half-finished website. Hey everyone, Chris Hansen here of Hansen vs. Predators and Catcher Predator. Why don't you have a seat right over there and listen to Kyle and Brandon, our podcast. According to my chat logs, Kyle and Brandon have interesting guests. No, I hated it. Yeah. Everybody's sweaty, everybody's on drugs, so they're super sweaty but also touchy. And then they touch your face and you leave there and the next day you have pimples. Fantastic conversation. He's underground in a lab, floating in a tank of water because he almost died. And most important, no predators. Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips. Oh, he is. It's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum, chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. I think that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. I'm, I'm getting rehashed trauma. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Okay, Internet. And welcome back to another episode of the Intoxicated Podcast. If you're brand new to this podcast, this is a comedy variety talk show where I chat with comedians, creators, and characters. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan, and I need to quit TikTok. Sat down and do this intro about an hour ago. Couldn't stop scrolling. Um, it's becoming a real problem, you guys. I just I'm uh I'm I'm hooked to the TikTok. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, I have a new guest for you all. It is Evan Steves. Evan and one of my favorite people ever, Brian Otter, actually were visiting Halifax for a bit. And I got to see them both do stand-up, which was awesome. I love both these people. Big shout out to Brian Otter and Evan Steves. Just all around great dudes. And I should mention, Evan, as well as Brian, hail from New Brunswick. So they are local in the sense that they are maritime comics, but they are not currently in Halifax, sadly enough. But every time they come down, we love to have them. And actually, Brian was kind of hanging out during this episode, so you will hear him pipe in every now and then. Evan has done some live streams over lockdown, and also he was a part of the first Intoxicated live show, but it is his first time on the podcast as a guest, and I'm very happy to have this guy. This episode got really fucking deep. You know what? This episode actually comes with some homework. We actually talked a lot about attachment styles 
in this episode, I realized that so much of the conversation was gearing around attachment styles. And so at a certain point, we end up doing the attachment style quiz. And I'm going to link below to that so you guys can do it too. I think it's fucking important. This was a late night episode after a comedy show. It was awesome to get to know Evan and to really just like skip the small talk and just get right into it and talk a lot about ourselves and how we deal with other people, how we process emotions. I mean, guys, this was an episode all about essentially like doing self-work and figuring things out. And it was very, very fucking interesting. So the quiz is below if you want to do it. Do make sure to follow Evan on social media. I'm keeping this intro short this week. Um, Make sure you are following the podcast on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast, on Twitter at in underscore toxicated, but obviously Instagram is the main jam. If you're so inclined, an Apple podcast rating or review would go a long way. Do make sure you are subscribed wherever you listen. There is an Intoxicated Patreon, that is patreon.com backslash intoxicated. A chance to support the show financially and get some extra content in return. Check that out. Check out the YouTube channel and let me know if you guys want more stand-up blog style videos because I'm thinking about doing it. I did three or four main parts of like the Sarah Troy stand-up series and honestly like I will you know start recording again if it's something you guys are interested in. I'm truly in the thick of just like doing open mics all the time and you know trying to write new jokes and it's it's been wild. So if it's interesting to you guys I will certainly do more. But for now, we're going to carry on with another awesome episode. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode with Evan Steves. All right. Big boys. We are rolling. We are rolling. They see me rolling. They hate it. Patrol it. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I I instantly go to the Weird Owl one. Nice. White and nerdy. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that's a very apt description of your guest tonight. Evan Steves, white <laughs> and exceptionally nerdy. That's very true. Yeah. Guys. That's, that's my announcer voice. It's oh. like my regular voice, but uh, more pretentious somehow. More nice. animated. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. really do animated most of the time. No. I feel like I um, definitely have a stand-up voice, and I don't know if I like it. Yeah, what's how would you describe the difference between your stand-up voice, your stage voice? More, I think, more expressive and louder. Like I, like I mean, I'm loud as it is, but I, I, yeah. I tend to. <laughs> no, that's 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 great. I'm not. Uh, I get loud when I get really uh, jazzed about something, but mm-hmm. most of the time I speak quietly and I have a lower register and I tend to mumble. So the overarching impression of the things that I say are, the fuck is he talking about? Right, right, really right, nice. right, right, oh, right. Oh, I'm sorry. Is oh, no, this no. too far away? No, that's perfect. There was a time in in the podcast that I used to not tell people about mic technique because I was too scared. Oh, well. But then I saw Joe Rogan like constantly lecturing his guests like you gotta get close to the mic and i was like i gotta be more like joe i have to be closer <laughs> to the mic just in that way switch this to an asmr episode <laughs> should i eat snacks or crinkle paper near the microphone oh, God, i love asmr 
Oh, Don't so do because I'll fall asleep. Honestly, so, so, ASMR so, so. has changed my life. Okay, well, if you do, we'll leave the cameras running and then we'll both run out because I don't want to be here while you're sleeping. That seems really creepy. <laughs> No man willing I, to stick around while Sarah's sleeping. <laughs> I just, I, it would make me uncomfortable. I don't, <laughs> I don't know you well enough yet. That is fair. I'm not like a, I'm like a get to know people first and then be uncomfortable around them for the first 18, <laughs> 18 to 46 weeks. It's great. <laughs> we should open this fucking episode and, and tell everybody who this whispering guy is beside oh, me. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious, we have a brand new guest on the podcast today, or tonight. Hi. Tonight. It's a late this night evening. pod, late night pod, post midnight podcast. Uh, please welcome to the show, Evan Steves. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Brand new guest. Brand new guest. Brand new. I was new. freshly minted for this episode. Uh-huh. And... I am neither fresh nor minty now, so here we go. You like Richie? Did you've done the Zoom I live like streams? Richie. That's that's an assessment. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's a nice guy. I I can't help myself from making puns. I know. There's going to be a lot of them in the episode. I will pause until they hit, though. So mm. apologies for that. That's okay. We embrace that. It's intoxicate. Like my the title of the show is a pun, so. Uh, we we embrace puns here on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have done you have done live streams, but no formal episode yet. Yeah. So like what me and Richie said was was like that that was you're like a half be- virgin. You're a half half intoxicated virgin. But this is like sealing the so deal. So if I so if I don't bleed, it's okay. <laughs> is that what's happening tonight? I hope you bleed after this. Cool. That sounds like a <laughs> fucking threat. Thank you for that. Emotional, uh, cathartic. Bleeding is what is I'm... that? Is that uh, is bloodletting medically okay? Is that a thing that you're supposed to like? Cathartic bleeding. I feel like bloodletting was one of those 18th century things where they just attached leeches to you and they were like, "Bleed, it's good for you." And then all the people died because, of course, they did. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a fan of the idea of blood exiting my body in any way. No shape or form. Um, but. We also have a special kind of kind of guest tonight too that might pop in here and there. Brian Otter. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> I love that switch to just my shit apartment and my couch with a Brian Otter on it. Man, this is such a comfy couch, dude. I'm. I was actually gonna take off and let you guys do this, but then I had a seat and smoked a joint. And now I don't want to move. No, fucking make yourself at home, man. I appreciate so that. So Brian Otter is gonna be um, interjecting at all. Interjecting when, when it when it might add to whatever we're talking about, and or if you just want to, I mean, you have the mic. There's no on, on or off button, so I mean, you can pipe in whenever. So you jump want in. I feel, like that's, I feel like that's asshole as dangerous. you feel led. What's, what? I think I feel like this is going to be dangerous for you guys. Yeah. No, I I embrace it. I enjoy both of you guys. I'm so glad that you like made time to. That's, that's weird that you enjoy both of us because we both enjoy. Neither of us. <laughs> I thought you were going to say we both don't enjoy you. Oh, no, <laughs> definitely not the case. I'm not going to disrespect you in your own home. We like you a lot, no just neither of us like no, each I'm other. No, I'm just kidding. That's, but you live together. You have to kind of like each other. Yeah, we don't like ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love this man, but that's not funny to say. <laughs> it's true and heartfelt, and that's... 
That's I, not what we're here for. We're not here for honest, heartfelt emotions, are we? Should I, I be honest and heartfelt? I'm. I feel like I'm pretty honest and heartfelt on this mm-hmm. podcast. I mean, like I've I, the fact that 180. Like this will be episode 181. Um, that's so many episodes. That's so many episodes. This is too many. There's so much of my life out there. It's crazy. Like. The shit that I've talked about on this podcast. Mind you, like, I don't know who's heard it because I don't know how many people actually listen to a full two hour episode. That's fair. But, or, a, or a Rogan length episode when you do those. Because I have I have encountered yeah. a Rogan length episode of your podcast before. And it was lovely. Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, it's weird because I never intend to do Rogan length. Shit just happens. It just happens. Like, but then because I did one recently with uh, Thomas Kennedy. Mm-hmm. AKA, oh, I can't fucking say Who's his old name. Who's my least Thomas favorite Kennedy. politician, but he's a nice person. <laughs> Sorry, there's going to be trash jokes throughout the night. With him and I, it was like we got to like the 220 mark, which is usually when I would wrap up. Generally speaking, an mm-hmm. episode. I don't, I don't turn off. My thing is, is I don't shut down good conversation. Sure. If people don't have to get places and we're having fun. And it's a good conversation. Why shut it down? So if I don't hit three hours, I'm a terrible guest is what you're saying. No. Oh, not at all. I think, but I think that there's sometimes that the conversation goes faster than what you think. And then you look at the time and you're like, oh, like we got to keep going. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, we got to push for content. But also, too, there are like I I do find uh, like anything. There's a warm up period, right? Like, that's the good thing about Rogan length episodes. If you listen to the fucking end, it gets fucking real because you've just been talking for so real long. Real and always weird. Yeah, always really weird. Yeah. Because it turns out on the inside, we're all just really weird balls of neuroses. And if you peel back enough layers of uh, pomp and circumstance and nonsense, then people are just lunatics on the inside. That's which right. Is great. Which is why it's it's tough to say that I've... Most of my, the heart to hearts that I've had in my life have not been 20 minutes long. You know, they've been Mm -hmm. hour long, like, you know, the end of the night when you're drinking with a friend and, and then you're like, you cornered someone at the party that you, that you connect with and like, you just get into it. Like that was always my intent with this show. Yeah. Once there's two bottles of wine in the air, there's crying happening, but that's when the healing happens. That's right. Right? That's that's when the bloodletting really begins. The cathartic bloodletting. The cathartic bloodletting. Do you have leeches? Is that what we're working up to? No. Thematically, it feels like we should be. Do you know what, though? Have you ever been attacked by a leech? Never. And I was a country kid. I grew up running around the woods and stuff. Um, I don't think I've ever had a leech on me. I, I don't have. think so. What does it feel like? Uh, weird, but it's like a... It's essentially like having a really bad fly bite at the beginning. And then someone doesn't pour salt on it or burn it, and then they just rip it out. And then it's like having a really, really bad fly bite by a fly the size of a uh, uh, horse. <laughs> Toonie. Like yeah. A, a t- yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm weird with fly bites. I actually really like getting fly bites. Yeah. I like to scratch fly bites. I don't know why. That, like as a, <laughs> as a perverse satisfaction of peeling yourself back and seeing what's inside or just... Just the feeling of scratching. But also too, like like I you know, think you it can could do be an anxious without, thing. You can do that without fly bites. Oh yeah, I know. There's been like times that I've been so anxious that I've scratched yeah. like my skin to mm-hmm. like to the point of it bleeding. Cause the I don't blood know. Letting. 
Yeah. And I don't know what it is. I also, that's why I love getting tattoos because I love that feeling. Because when you get a tattoo, it's mm-hmm. not, it's a scratchy pain. It's not, uh, I don't, do you know when it, you guys have tattoos, Brian? Do you have tattoos? Yeah, he has pretty so much many covered. tattoos. Do you know what I He's mean covered, when I say that yeah. it's like a scratching pain? Yeah, it feels like a really annoying cat won't give up. Yeah, exactly. And it just, it, I, I feel like part of it feels good. Um, That's fair. I'm on board for that. Really, uh, really satisfying pain for me. Uh, my back is ruined. I grew eight inches in a single summer and it was never the same. My my hamstrings are just violin strings now and uh, my back is Holy ruined. fuck. Yeah. And then I landed on my uh, C7 spinal uh, vertebrae a couple of winters ago and now it's just, I'm nuts. Did a show uh, after that on all of my pain medications and can I just say, don't. <laughs> If your option is to go on prescription painkillers and muscle relaxants to a show, uh, A, don't do it, and B, don't take your standard drink up on stage because you will black out and say some stuff that you cannot take back. shit. So my apologies to Nathan Dimitrioff and all of Bathurst for that show, but I was very out of my mind. Oh, my Uh, God. Bathurst is a huge drive from Moncton. Okay. And I had agreed to the show before I had fallen. Uh, oh, right. So you can back out? Yeah. And the I could have backed out, but my policy is if I can physically get to the show, then I get to the show and it's my job to do the, do, show. To do the show and do a good job on the show because someone is counting on me and they've essentially put their, they've put their faith in me as a performer to put me on the show. Right. And uh, fuck me for not living up to that. I'm the same way with mostly every plan I've ever made. I'm I, okay. And so that's interesting that you say that because yeah. there's this new culture of um, like the, the joy of saying no to things. Like a lot of people say, like, be a yes person. But uh, now it's becoming. But what, but what about the anxiety of saying no and then the guilt surrounding saying no that follows you for the rest of your life whenever you see that person and you have to look them in the eyes again and you go, oh, I I ruined one of your days. But. Because having, having booked shows and having had people back out on me, we had, we had an open mic once uh, that Otter and I were booking and. Five people backed out in the same day on an eight-person show, day of, Fuck. which, yeah, that's uh, that's a panic attack. Yeah, no, that's right? really not cool. And you never know, you never know what, like all, pretty much all of the people's uh, reasons for backing out that day were valid. Like right? Was like, it was sickness like and shit, stuff? Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, if you're feeling terrible, I don't want you coming to the bar and shitting yourself. That's that's not nearly as funny as everyone always pretends it's going to be. That's mm-hmm. just sad. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, if you can't make it, you can't make it. That's fine. But having – there have also been people uh, – I don't know if it was on that show or other shows who have just sort of decided that they weren't in a place where they wanted to do comedy and then let us know that day. And you're just like that. I mean – I for a booked show. That's yeah. Well, you know, shit happens. Shit happens. Shit does happen, but it just I personally don't want to put people in that spot. No. 
because it sucks as a spot to have been in. And so I think I'm over over cautious about it, which is what happened on this show. I should have said, hey, Can't, maybe yeah. this isn't a great idea. <laughs> I've been I've been back to work for a week. Yeah. Uh, so maybe I shouldn't be traveling. What is it to Bathurst? Like 245? uh yeah it's uh, it's 211 kilometers yeah that's yeah that's no, that's a long drive yeah that's a that's a long way to sit in a car when your back is that's ruined fucked. yeah that is but yeah that's, the whole saying like the whole bailing or not bailing thing is interesting to me uh i guess it's totally different when I'm, it's like a business thing like with, like you're on a show but like with like general plans and stuff, I really make a point to not bail unless I absolutely have to. Like I'm the type to, I'm the type to go when I really don't want to be there. Yeah, and and for, for my friends, like mm-hmm. to make them happy. But the danger of that is, is like you're gonna resent them at some point for it. Oh, I don't. You might you might not think you will, but you might. Uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, all of the resentment I would carry towards them, I'd just internalize against myself for hating my friends for a thing that they couldn't control. Oh my God, so it was so my true. fault. And then I just get really sad about myself and then I just appreciate them more because I always appreciate my friends more when I'm sad. Where's the so. bell? That's a good point. It's such, a, such a fucking cycle. So yeah, is Because if you can take every bad thing that's ever happened to you and make it uh, a thing that you did to cause it, then you never are angry at the people in your life. And you probably die early of a heart attack. But <laughs> I feel like that means I get 10 more years to do stand-up and then I go out on top. So fucking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. aiming for victory here. Oh, aiming for yeah. victory. We're also drinking. Me and Evan are drinking on this we podcast. We are drinking. It uh, looks like water. It's not. It's not water. It's Both of our drinks have soda water in it. They like, sure do. You're having gin and I'm having vodka. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think that they're like cousins. They are. They are. They're not sisters, but they're cousins. That's weird, but okay. Yeah, yeah I don't really I don't, know what the, the difference would the be. Famili- uh, I mean, juniper and other herbaceous things that people put. Uh, yeah, it's gin is just vodka with shit in it. <laughs> mostly, mostly plant shit. I don't know. Is no. it? Not know. like shit, shit, but like plant insides. I yeah, guess. I've, I've, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, chlorophyll and nonsense. Yeah, all of that yeah. stuff. But you said that you have a collection. Like you tend to collect booze. I I do. I'm a I'm a whiskey person uh, most of the time. I like I like gin when I don't want to drink too fast because I add mixers to it. Right. I tend to be a straight whiskey person, so I can if Take I your know time with it, you sip it. Yeah. Oh, very much. I don't always, and that's trouble. <laughs> but yeah, typically, if there's if there's good scotch in the room, I'm I'm a sipping person. But that's right. With gin, I can pour myself like singles, and then when I'm anxiously drinking in conversation because I don't know what to do with my hands and or general person, <laughs> then I don't get wrecked quite as quickly by my neuroses. That's so funny. Oh my god, we're all so anxious. So are you do, I mean, you, do you find that you're in anxious? Comedy? Yeah. In comedy? Are you anxious outside of comedy? Yeah. I'm 
yeah, when there's people around and there are things expected of me, I'm anxious. Uh, okay. So kind of a bit of a lot. There although I also I would I also hesitate to claim anxiety because there are so many people in comedy who are so much more anxious than I am and I do tend towards <laughs> sup sup otter love you my dude uh this yeah, guy right here <laughs> of yeah the the two sides of the coin of course are anxiety and depression and if i had to choose the side of the coin for each of us to be on otter's anxiety and i'm depression oh that's wild okay. yeah so for me uh anxiety is often useful Mm. Uh, some, for some people, anxiety overpowers them and then they become frozen. Uh, but for me, often anxiety gets me out of the depressive and executive dysfunctional funk that I get into and I just go, oh, I need to do the thing right now. Let's go. You get amped. Yeah. And then I cobble together whatever the nonsense was that's been floating around my depressed brain for three days and then it, then I make it into something and then. I have to come back and edit all of that something later because it's trash nonsense because I cobbled it together because I was anxious, but it gives me a place to start from. But and it gives you energy. It gives you some. Mm-hmm. It gives you like a boost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I typically yeah, yeah. get out of bed in the morning for work after my last alarm uh, has repeated three times because I finally have the anxiety about being late for work. Yeah, that gets me up and rushing. Are you, oh man, is, so are you a morning person? No, I'm not a morning oh person at God, all. I am very much a night person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a problem. I don't um it's not good in my life anyway. Like I'm anxiety I'm, I'm or no depression stranger. or both. Oh, I mean, I think I have a cocktail of those two. You, I think You have a cocktail right in front I of you. I think I'm more on the depressed side than anxious. Mm-hmm. Um but I think out of all of those I think I'm more ADD than anything else because I just found out yesterday. I, I think that comes sort of with the territory. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. But I actually think because whatever this. So when I was in grade six, I got. Tr- I remember going through testing and I don't remember what those tests were. Mm-hmm. But I think that that was the exact moment they missed an ADD diagnosis because they mm-hmm. diagnosed me with something called audio processing disorder, which is very what? similar. Audio processing. What? Disorder. Oh my How God. How many times? Can I, sorry. <laughs> I told you there was going to be trash puns and here we are. That was, that is the lowest of the low hanging fruit. Jesus Christ. And I couldn't stop myself. Audio processing disorder. Oh, auditory. Auditory. Yeah, there we go. Um, it's a hearing problem that affects 5% of school-aged children. Um, what it essentially is, yeah, can't process what they hear in the same way as other kids do because their ears and their brain don't fully coordinate, oh, which I had is that, hilarious I had to that too. They just called it doesn't fucking listen. Right. <laughs> well, I was in a class that uh, I was, I was, 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 was very, like the teacher wasn't strict, so she let um, everybody talk and I wasn't able to concentrate because like, kids would be chatting over here and the teacher would yeah. be talking and I wouldn't, I, I was tuning into this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what they diagnosed me with. Um, but I think 
I got ADHD. My mother, who's in her 70s, yesterday during dinner, because I was talking about it, I was like, I really want to try to get tested for ADD. Because I think right now, because I haven't been working for six months and I have to motivate myself to fucking get my life together, Mm -hmm. it's affected me more now than ever because I just don't get shit done. I hyper-focus. I will do podcast stuff for hours. I will edit a video for hours. But, but I can't fucking spend for jobs. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Like I just can't fucking do the important things. I will push like really important things like renewing my passport. I have to fucking do that. That's been on my list for months. Oh yeah, I've and needed it's just to down here. renew my driver's license for a month and a half, but I just haven't gone cuz cuz that doesn't give you dopamine. Yeah. But and, you know what does? And there's Making no urgency a silly yet. Video and having n- people like it. Yeah. And there's no urgency yet because I have until my birthday, which is like a whole month away. Like, we're fine. Right? So, there's... like, it's, yeah, it's becoming a huge issue for me. And I, I just, I get overwhelmed with my day every single day. And I take on too much. And I don't know how to manage all those things. And, like, it's just it's just a real fucking problem. And I would, I'm not a betting person, but I'd bet money on, you, on how You don't gamble? <laughs> you need money to do that. I have any gambling no, money right now. No, you don't. You don't need money to gamble. You need uh, the recklessness to make bad choices. You need uh, money to gamble to make more money. At a casino, yes. Yeah. Yes. You don't need money to gamble with poor choices. You need <sighs> alcohol and reckless intent. I guess I do that's, gamble sometimes. That's how I self-sabotage for years. It's lovely. Well, okay, so what do you mean? So like, what's an example um, of that? Have you ever gone on a bad date uh, and then left that bad date and then gone to a bar uh, up the street from that date and then got blackout drunk on Jameson's Irish whiskey and then gone, oh, they're building the convention center and then hopped a fence and then climbed up uh, four stairs into the... Uh, in the process of being built convention center and then got chased by a security guard and slid down an unfinished set of stairs and sprained your wrist. I feel like this is a TikTok put your finger down situation. It, it <laughs> is. You gotta make a, you gotta make yeah, a TikTok can I, of that. Can I just say, story time was fine. We all knew what that <laughs> meant. Don't. With, uh, how about how about everyone keeps their fucking fingers to themselves? <laughs> in their that, that just gets up my buckle. That's yeah. wh- okay. I, I will say I haven't done anything to that extent, but I have used drinking recklessly, which is why I've had to, I, I've gone to AA for it. Cause there was a time in my life that I would just become a monster when I would drink and I would only drink when I was that pissed. Sort of makes the, uh, the boozy nature of the podcast a little weird. A little weird. Yeah. Uh, this was post podcast. This was before, or sorry, pre podcast. This was no, before no, that's, the podcast. that's what I mean. But like, a someone who's been to AA going, what do I want the theme of my talking to people show to be? What if we took talking to people and then layered in some booze? Is that yeah? The thing that, that gives me positive, issues is that positive coping. Um, yeah, no, it's the AA thing. I don't think I actually was an alcoholic or like, you know. At the very least, problematic drinker is what I would say. Like I was, but it was more to gain perspective. Oh, that's that's fair. Um, problematic hear- drinking is yeah way more normal than it probably should be. But mm-hmm. like you seem to be doing great now. You well, I tend to try to stay away from alcohol when I'm having a bad day or when something's really pissing me off because that ha- because do you I not spiral. shoot the podcast when you're having a bad day? Usually, I mean. 
usually takes me it, out of my bad day. It fixes it, your it, day? Yeah, yeah, because I'm... Where I get my dopamine hits is from talking to people and connection. Oh, I mine's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so this is hell for you right now. <laughs> yeah, sort of. I mean, I'm having a great time because you're an excellent host and, and I'm feeling comfortable, uh, as comfortable as I can be in a place I've never been before talking to someone go. I don't know With that well. With lights right? shining on you and Brian Otter's oh, listening. The, I mean, he's my... Uh, <laughs> chauffeur. <laughs> no, I was I was gonna say uh, emotional support otter. Oh my god! Evan's That's... broken and doesn't talk about his feelings, so I force him to. He's Thanks, doing pretty buddy. good so far. I'm impressed. Yeah, mm. well, I'm... I listen. My my biggest challenge is Robbie Vino. He's very tough nut to fucking get to open up. He doesn't seem like he would be. Like he's a very he seems to be a very forthright guy on it's practical hard. matters. But he and I have never had a very emotional. Uh, conversation. Mm. It's hard to talk about traumas when you don't have any. Yeah, I also the the phrase "tough nut" you know is what? very. <laughs> the temptation there is almost too high. It's a little too high, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's just um some people and a really high tough nut. I think means you're on cocaine. <laughs> quick, quick edit. Quick edit. I love to talk to future me. You guys do snap thing and then snap <laughs> back. Oh my god, in. yeah. I want to learn how to make those. Okay, I have Can so much. Can we get jean jackets? I feel like I have a lot to talk about with you. Um, because you, you, you're one Sorry, of my, you're, jackets. you're one of my TikTok friends. Yes, we are TikTok friends. And TikTok has taken over my world in the sense oh, really? that in the sense that i i it did I, for me briefly but i've fallen out of it i haven't posted on tiktok in ages i haven't posted well i actually just posted today i posted a roller skating video but i it's for me it's the watching she it. was a skater girl it's the Sorry. watching it it's the scrolling mm-hmm. and and then so i want to know when you were watching that or when you like because was there a time that you were watching a lot of tiktoks yeah, yeah okay what what areas of tiktok did it suggest for you um did the algorithm send you certain yeah, things so i got uh joke tiktok i got activist tiktok and i got gay tiktok we're pretty much actually <laughs> it wasn't really gay tiktok it was more the lesbian half of gay tiktok which i think is very apt for me when That's i was living hilarious. uh when i was living in halifax my like seven best friends here uh we're all gay women okay yeah yeah weird brag <laughs> no not a not a not a weird brag that was just like i became really uh good friends with a lovely lady named shannon and she was like these are my friends and i was like these people are amazing yeah it's like imagine the casual comfort of hanging out with guys without all of the horrible misogyny and uh hatred towards mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. yeah it's great mm-hmm. uh so what i would say is uh to anyone who knows lesbians cherish them they're cherish they're them. wonderful um and yeah i would say the same for gay men for straight women that's fair honestly uh, i feel like yeah yeah um but I mean, also just I, find people. I mean, we don't have to talk I, about I think sexuality. Find, find people who are uh, emotionally supportive yes. and are 
open to teaching you new things and new perspectives, which is essentially what what I got out of it, right? That's what it is, because they're coming from a totally different perspective than you on both ends, Yeah, you know? Like, yeah. like and so, yeah, I think that's so important to, to have friends like that. Yeah, that yeah. was that was one of the first times, not one of the first times in my life. It was, it was one of the most uh, sort of safe, friend groups that I've ever been in uh sort of emotionally uh-huh. like it's it's one of the friend groups where everyone was just how are you feeling are you okay oh, I love that. it seems like you've had a a shit day and then I could be reciprocal in that without being flamed for it right. uh which That's is right. which is super nice and I've had individual friendships that have been like that preceding that Right. But never a, Not a whole commu- group. Like a community. Yeah. That just was there to support each other and and really was kind and wanted to sort of dig into the weird backstory and be like, hey, what's your life like? What's yeah. what's really going on? Instead of just going, hey, do you remember this time you did this thing in seventh right. grade and you were an idiot? And I was like, I'm not that person anymore. And they're like, Haha, but you were. But people who live kind of in the past, like yeah. there's some people, like there's some friendships that are so based in the past that it's it's just going to be a stagnant friendship. Like, yeah. like I've, I've hung out with people like where I'm like, okay, I really enjoy these people, but like we keep talking about college memories and like we're in our thirties now and, yeah. and like Dude. we're more fucked up than ever. Like truly like a- adulthood in your thirties, it's fucked. <laughs> I I've been finding anyway. I haven't had a breath yet in life where I've gone. <sighs> That's fair. I you gave know, up like- on breathing years ago. <laughs> It seemed really counterproductive uh, to what I was really trying to get done. It's like, could I just go without the oxygen and then let the let the dark void take me, take let, take me home, take me away, country roads, <laughs> great song to the hell where I belong. That's, That's right. Yeah. So okay, gay gay lesbian TikTok. Yeah, um, lesbian and then TikTok, what did you say? joke TikTok, and uh, activist TikTok. Activist. What was the second one you said? Uh, joke TikTok. Joke. Okay, so stand-up jokes? Uh, stand-up jokes, just joke jokes, and then <clears throat> weird sketch comedy nonsense. I'd like to get more of those. I'm going to start interacting with more Yeah, what do you? Stuff. what do you get? So I get, <clears throat> I'm, I get a lot of Taylor Swift stuff. That, that tracks for you, for sure. I get a lot of mental health stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, a lot of people talking about mental health, but also like funny, kind of funny oh, mental, mental health stuff is by association on, on gay TikTok. Oh, is it, oh, they go hand in hand. I I think so. Yeah. And there's a lot of people using TikTok to talk about mental health. And it's fascinating to me. Well, yeah, it's a whole group of people who have decided that to be truthful to themselves, they have to be performative for others, which like that's Mm. the mental health game. There is not strong. It's almost like uh, there's another group of people we know who need to seek the validation of others to feel whole in their life. And some of them are mentally ill as well. Uh I feel attacked. That could be me. (laughs) You you feel attacked, (laughs) Otter? You you feel attacked that uh, bringing joy to others is the thing that brings you joy? 
I'm just over here watching videos of cats make espresso. Honor, that's <laughs> our mission it. statement. Bringing joy to others to make <laughs> to the make others feel important. Um, the, yes to all of what you're saying. I my mind has been open a little bit wider. Um, Sorry, do I get to sen- ring the yeah, bell? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Since watching, have you watched The Social Dilemma yet? No. Well, that's just like, I, I mean, it's not much new information. Like, I always knew social media was fucking evil and like how it hooks you in and it like gives you these little bursts of dopamine and, and it, I, it sends you notifications about your it, crushes posting. And, is it inherently evil? Yes. I feel like uh, I feel like social media is less inherently evil and more like cocaine. So I think social media is not evil, but the people who profit off social media are evil. Do you know what I mean? Like it's all they're doing is setting up an effect, a series of effectiveness parameters without double checking what the emotional implications are for those effectiveness parameters. Right. Like what what you said uh, about the the crush is something I've experienced not with a crush, but uh, with exes mm-hmm. wedding photos, mm-hmm. which is really fucked up. Uh-huh. But what they're doing is they're going, uh, what associations can we make to increase <clears throat> time on site? Right. Because they get paid by advertisers for time on site. Right. Exactly. So the longer you're there and the the longer you're there before you click away the mm-hmm. more money they make they will make so all they're trying to do is maximize time on site because they don't have any other metric right yeah that's that's the only thing engagement is nonsense because all they're doing is keeping you there right mm-hmm. they're going uh what we're, we're trying to drive engagement no what you're trying to do is keep people on the site for as long as possible because that's how you make your money, money. Yep. yeah yeah and there's something something to be said for it is what you make it and you, you have to make your like oh, the decisions I'm, for I'm, your life i'm not disagreeing yeah, yeah. with the fact that there's an overall negative repercussion yeah i'm just saying the the ability to connect at all times is not inherently negative no 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 but the uh the fact that there are no there's nothing built around that to safeguard like any sense of decency yes. is a little fucked. Yes. However, what we've done is incentivize these companies with literally nothing but money and give them no rules. And yeah. I mean, even even Google's old adage, uh, don't be evil, was never shared by Facebook. I think Facebook's adage was always just uh, make a lot of fucking money. And they mm-hmm. do a great job of it. But because there's, we haven't as a society uh, created a a regulatory platform or a sense of this is what we actually want out of the social media app, right? Right. No one, no one has gone. I think we should do it better, and so we always end up with the one with the most money because they have the ways to make good updates and stay. In That's right. That's and, right. That's right. Keep promoting themselves so they can make more and more money. I also so, gotta I gotta say it's highly crazy that like I've been trying to find apps to um time how much time I spend on uh certain apps. Like I would say Instagram like Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook are the big time suckers for me. Twitter's not an issue. I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter. But like I would like to actually like have a timer that's like you get you get an hour a day. 
overall for the whole day, one hour, because I'm spending a ridiculous amount of time on there, mm-hmm. as it is. It's shocking, actually. It is, if you look at, like, the time you spend... Oh, yeah, yeah, you You just look at your life and you go, I get a, I get a notification about screen, screen, screen time. time from my phone, and I just go, how are there that many hours in the day? Right? Isn't but that it, wild? But it turns out I default open apps. Yeah. Right? When I get bored, which is a lot of the time, because my brain isn't wired up right, um, I'll just flick open. Not wired right. Woo! Not, not <laughs> wired right. I'm... Wired up to be interesting. Yes. Uh, I don't know if that counts for anything, but uh, I am not not wired up to be super. So you just kind of just out of instinct open. Yeah. yeah, same. But it's what uh, I'm not on it anymore uh, because I have met a lovely lady since then. But what? Oh, dating apps. Yeah. What was really scary for me uh, is the time in my life where the app that I default opened because I was bored was Tinder. Mm. I, I that uh, that recognition hit me and I was like, "Ooh, we're deleting this app oh. for a couple of months. That's that's too much just because window shopping for people is amazing. <laughs> it's, no, it's it's the best thing that there is. You just get to go. You get to choose or reject someone based only on a photo. Uh-huh. And it, you can do it as uh, cursorily or as in-depth as you would like. Mm-hmm. And you get to be in control of this immediate relationship so long as you're swiping. That's right. No one can reject you because you're choosing or rejecting people as you want. Yeah. And it then the reality. Powerful. Yeah, exactly. It feels fucking powerful. Yeah. And it's it's the best game, except treating uh, relationships with people like a game is super fucked up and toxic. So, right? like, the deleting of the app needed to happen. I literally said, I was showing Tinder to, to Richie when he was on. And I mm-hmm. was like, he's like, how do you get, because he swiped on someone. And he's like, how do you get back? And I was like, oh, you got to just click get, uh, play again or whatever. Like, I was like, that's literally what it feels like. It's like, play yeah, again. Yeah. Like, they've, it's they've wild. they gamified uh, dating, which yeah. is... I hate it. Uh, probably socially ruinous. But again, it's a thing that everyone, it hits all of the dopamine receptors. Mm-hmm. And because we don't, as a society, have any, like, no one goes, hey, we should probably talk to a psychologist before we release this app that's going to right. make uh, randomly bucking single people in your area, not just an ad for Russian prostitutes anymore. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's not good for anyone emotionally, but it feels good to do the swiping thing. And then a lot of people stopped dating in real life yeah. after Tinder became a thing. And then you default had to go on dating apps to meet people. And it's such a, it's such a toxic space. Then really I mean I'm I met my girlfriend on Tinder. Okay. Um and she's great and we have a lovely relationship but I think that's sort of in spite of Tinder and it's more we were both on Tinder at the same time looking for the same thing. Right. And sort of trying to wade through all of the inherent nonsense that is Tinder. And there's no way to know what sort of person you're talking to until you're like three days into the conversation or you meet them for a walk in the park during a quarantine. But even then you don't know. Like, this is the thing. Like, I, I've had 
I, there was a certain time in my life that I had this great like this idea to like make a super dating app that was very intuitive and like what you had to do was you had to answer questions to sign up and like the questions would be fucking detailed it would be like what are you looking for also okay you're looking for a relationship cool isn't are you that just someone- a dating service well, I mean, like, I like I was just kind of just thinking of ideas for dating right, apps. Yeah. Like, I was just, I was thinking about all the futures of all the apps, and I was like, how can we combine these? I mean, fuck Bumble. I'm not a Bumble. Fuck that shit. I hate that app. It's my least favorite one. Um, really? Of absolutely. I would not, take you would take Tinder over Bumble. I need. I cannot be making the first move. One hundred percent. You can just do what every girl I ever matched with <laughs> on Bumble did, and just say, hey. <laughs> And then you know what, wait you know for the dude to make the first move anyway, because fuck the pretense of the app. Well, I just, I, I, number one, never got a lot of matches on there, which is wild. Cause like I would, go, I would be on all three apps at the same time and I would see all the same men which, on Bumble. Which three? We do mean Hinge, Hinge Tinder, Bumble. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would be on the same ones, but like I would just never get matches on Bumble. Okay. It, it was very hard for me to, I think it's cause like the men are more high quality on there. <laughs> No, I think the men. I, truly I think, think the that. men are the same men that are on Tinder and on Hinge. I think Tinder like, is I feel full like... of worst men. I think Tinder is filled filled with like everybody. I think Bumble is filled with like hot lawyers and like business students um, and comedians. <laughs> yeah, because comedians, comedians are just desperate to talk to anyone. <laughs> and Hinge is. I don't know. I think Hinge is the best out of all of them in terms I, of you get a better sense of the person overall. That's that's very fair. Um, what I found when I was on Hinge is that I tended to discount people before talking to them when they had something about something that I have an inherent bias against. Yeah. Which was problematic, but it did give me a better sense of the people, of the things I wanted to talk about to the people I wanted to talk to. That's right. And you also made that decision not just based on a picture. You based it on a response to a prompt or or something like that, which is like so much better. Yeah. Usually the yes was to the picture. It was the no after that right. was to the prompts, which right, is right, right. not a great thing about me as a person. Like, but that's just humans. But I, that's just humans in general on there. Oh, we're all garbage? Cool. That's fine then. Well, I, we're I feel all, better. We're all like just conditioned to swipe on people we find physically attractive. Yeah. I mean, no one's, no one's like, hey, what if... <laughs> I go on this dating app that brings me a fuck partner. If I could just try and fuck someone I'm not sexually attracted to whatsoever. Right, exactly. And I mean, there's a huge intellectual component to sexual attraction for me, at least. Ooh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. I I don't, I'm not a casual sex person, mm-hmm. which is uh, probably to my detriment, but I... I don't think so. Yeah. Well, like, what, what do you mean? Is it, to just, your de- it just makes me regret a lot of experiences I've had. But that's that's fine. I tend to, uh, I, I fuck with my heart. Oh, okay. Got yeah. you. Which is, do, you, do, you, do you get attached when you have sex with somebody? No, I just don't have sex with them unless I'm attached. Okay. Actually, oh, it, I, I'm the same way. Uh, I actually think that I'm pretty demisexual. I mean, I have. I just regret it afterwards. You regret it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually, I, I do need kind of a little bit of an emotional connection to be attracted in general. Like, I need to feel safe and I need to feel like the person hears me and 
um, and all of this. And, and it's hard. For, it's hard for me to, to be to want to fuck someone who I haven't had conversations with, like good conversations or yeah, talked the, a bunch with the or, people who can just casually meet someone in a bar and then take them home and no. immediately like no. more power to them. And I uh, am very good friends with several of them and they are <laughs> having a great time. time. Yeah. They they love it. And there's nothing. I don't have a moral opposition to casual sex. That's right. For me, if you, you get your dopamine where you can find it. Yes. You do you put the capital D in dopamine if that's what gets you there. <laughs> right. I just can't and i think that's a that's a pent-up emotional repression deal for me which is like that's my baggage Mm. which is which is fine Mm -hmm. uh it's just now part of who i am as a person do you think that that comes does that come from getting burned no, all pretty much all of the people that I've dated are uh, just lovely human beings. A lot of them, it hasn't worked out because of timing and personality, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't, you know, the thing mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And also, I used to be a big fucking idiot, so I've torched some of my better relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, the the thing with the uh, convention center and the sliding down yes. because I was the sad, and then I self-sabotaged. Mm-hmm it's that but like on an emotional level mm-hmm. so that's torched a couple of relationships for me um but in general all of the people i've dated have been absolute sweethearts um so it's not that it's sort of a an inherent uh issue i think yeah. that tracks probably further back than that oh that's interesting well i mean the fact that you're aware of it and like did you do anything like obviously you're very happy in a relationship now but like yeah. did you do anything uh before entering this relationship any like self-work stuff that helps you get to that happy because that ha- like i want that happy relationship like but i'm i'm st- i've been doing self-work on myself for fucking years i um and it's not it's not getting me anywhere in terms of i don't think i did Mm. any self-work like it wasn't a i was a i was a broken person and then i did self-work and then the result of that self-work was me finding a relationship that's a hundred percent the opposite of what crazy okay yeah i think uh i had been single for a decent chunk of time like i hadn't had a a serious relationship in six ish years, mm-hmm. probably longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just ended up in a place in my life where I was really looking for a more settled relationship. Um, and I met someone who was my brand of weird who was also looking for so it just worked out it was yeah. just it was timing and 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 it worked i mean out. relationships are pretty much all timing i think and and i i just because i just get told so much you really just got to work on yourself sarah and every time i get told you got to work on yourself and people think that i'm like like not confident have low self-esteem and it's like yes i don't have the best self-esteem i do have some though like, I think, I think <laughs> you 
know, like, yeah. I, got, I got some, I got, you know, like, it's not a total disaster. Um, no, it's fair. I mean, being I'm, self-deprecating doesn't help, certainly. I'm in a, I'm in a happy relationship and I have no self-esteem. So that's, but that's so like, thing. it's not, it's not inherent. I think the self-worth and the finding uh, a relationship that you can be happy in, because I think that's different than finding a happy relationship. I don't think happy relationships are a thing that exist. I think you find a relationship that you can be happy in. Because it's oh, like, like finding someone who can solve all your problems is a fucking no. You're very, show, very right. right, and it's always gonna, there's always going to be things to yeah. work on. But yeah, it's, it's, and I think the the doing fit. of the yeah the doing of the self work is not for the finding of the relationship. It's for the being uh, whatever your version of happy and mentally stable is on your own, so that you can be happy and mentally stable. When there's a person around uh, you who can also be happy and mentally right. stable, it's not gonna, that not that I'm uh, inherently happy or mentally stable, but I'm in a place now where I'm more mentally stable than I have been. There you go. Mm-hmm. Sort of throughout my life, and that's just a well, the work and, and the working on yourself would actually make it would make you a more open person to invite new people into your life. Uh, you know like like that that's part of it too is it's just being open to it because i know for me it's I, like i don't know that that's sorry i'm well, i'm projecting myself well, into I'm, this. Want- I'm a i'm really not an open person what i'm what i'm doing now is this is a podcast and being open on a podcast is the thing i'm yes. supposed to do yes the same thing i do on stage to get over the fact that I'm terrified of being on stage and terrified of being myself is that I'm performatively open, right? Uh, Being truly open for me doesn't happen until uh, I feel the safety of the last sip of a bottle of scotch, which is not great about me as a person, but tends to be true. I am not, uh, I'm not an open person Mm. in general, but Mm. I can say things about me so long as I get to control the things and get to rationalize them out afterwards and can do damage control about uh, who I am as a person, Whoa. which is, yeah, it's great. <laughs> well, I guess how, I, how do people end up in stand up again? Oh, right. I know. They're right? Sad. I guess what I meant by the open thing was like you decided you want a more serious relationship. Yeah. And you made the effort to meet people on Tinder, which I think there's the step there that a lot of people who are like single for a long time don't make they just give up on online dating and they don't even want to deal with it and they don't even go on dates they don't even try to meet oh i i did that for six years yeah so you you you, i mean i was on tinder because you never i i wasn't on tinder the whole time exactly like i would sporadically jump in and out that's right but i was not always yeah i was not always jumping in and out with intent yeah and even when I joined for the last time before I met my my girlfriend, I it wasn't a now I'm ready to go meet someone. Okay. It was just a I mean, I hope I meet someone okay. this time, but I have uh ended up in bad situations by trying to go I'm ready for a relationship and then forcing it with the first person who was nice to me. Right, right, right. And then going, oh, right, we're bad for one another. This has been a fun six weeks or whatever. But uh, 
I'd rather we didn't embitter ourselves to one another and then end up in a brutal murder homicide. Oh my you know? god! Or, sorry, yeah. murder, murder, suicide, murder, homicide is uh, <laughs> just too <two> much. <laughs> yeah, seriously though. Yeah. Um, what is being okay? Like you said that you're not like you're you talk about op- like you talk openly, but you're not actually open. Oh, performative um, honesty. Performative honesty. Like what? What is true openness to you? Um, I think to be truly honest, you have to say things without concern for the person's reaction, Mm. which is not to say sociopathically scream whatever you want (laughs) at the person without caring about their feelings, because there's a lot of people who go, I'm just being honest. That's just my opinion. And you're just like, no, what you what you did was you were mean, and now you're claiming that that comes from a place of honesty. And even if it does, you go, I'm hurt, so I get to tell you that you're a terrible person. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. don't don't do that. But mm-hmm. but I don't know. Yeah. Um. But you have to know that the person you're talking to isn't going to judge you or remove their support and you can just say the thing you have to say without having to alter it to avoid negative consequences do you know what i mean oh that's interesting whereas i feel like most of the time at least for me uh there's always some alteration maybe not of the facts but the delivery of the facts how you say it yeah that's performative in that i don't want people to think less of me right right? oh that's fascinating yeah so like the the story earlier Mm -hmm. we got all of the details in a fun and interesting way and not a deep dive into how the the convention center yeah how reckless it is to do that and how sad i was at the time and mm-hmm. how depression fueled, uh, fueled that. recklessness is a trend in my life that has sort of hurt me in the past. Like, none, we didn't go through any of that, mm-hmm. and we probably won't because I'll get deeply uncomfortable. Because uh, that's because <laughs> that's not how I wanted to spin that story, right? No, no. Yes, I yes. wanted to go. I do crazy things sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm ha- a wild and crazy guy, which well, is ha- uh, Steve Martin line. How are you currently managing the depression? Like, are you on medication, therapy? Like, what's your... Uh, I tell jokes sometimes. <laughs> That's <laughs> not, a, not a great way to do it. But what I... It's therapeutic, though. It, it's... Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's just therapeutic. Uh, but I like to make people laugh, too. Um, Good. Andrew Vaughn would be proud. He always said co- comedy... Is not therapy, but it's therapeutic. Yeah. You should be I, getting real therapy. I <laughs> was so scared of that man for such a oh, long time. And that's, really? I know, yeah, I know that's such a, I don't want to say a universal, but that's such a an existing mm-hmm. perspective within the Halifax scene because he was such a, a tentpole of the scene for such a long time. But I never, was. I never pursued a, a personal relationship with Vaughn only because he scared the shit out of me. Can I ask why? Um, because I, I started in, in Halifax. That's where I started doing comedy. Um, and I was, 
terrified of all of the bigger comics when I first started because uh, I'm anxious in Mm -hmm. social situations. And Mm -hmm. I thought if they didn't like me, then I would then I would fail at comedy because I right. become too anxious to go do spots and then I just never continue and it would all fall apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I thought if instead people only peripherally knew me, then there wasn't the chance that they would learn to hate me. That's right. So I could just be uh, performative the whole time and then never have to pursue in-depth emotional relationships with people. And then I could just get to do the thing I wanted to do without the pressure and the stress and the anxiety. Yeah. I mean, lots of pressure and stress and anxiety because I was I was a ball of nerves when I first started. I used to uh, visibly shake oh. when I was on stage, like holding the microphone, just oh, I, I still just shake. doing this. I I still shake, uh, but I lock my arms now, so it goes to my my right leg. Uh, so I the you can see my heat my heel vibrate, but you can't really see it unless you're looking for it or unless you're uh, in the very, very front row and you're paying attention. When did you start? Uh, it would have been February of my second year in Halifax, I think six years ago, something like that. Six years, damn. 2014, give okay. or take. I, I don't know if that math is true, but it, I think so in okay. my head. Okay. No, 24. No, 2016. That makes more sense. Okay. So yeah. That'd be four, four, years. Year, four years ago. Yeah. Four years A while ago. into comedy. Yeah. What spurred the um the actual decision to do the, it? Uh, uh, Dan Hendrickson. Really? Yeah. Hendy? Yeah. Yeah. Dan's Dan's a lovely human being. Dan is uh, lovely. Who who bullied me into doing stand up for the really? first time? Yeah, he did. In in like the nicest possible way, right? That's that's Dan. He's very intimidating, but like in <laughs> in with with good intentions. See, see, that's wild to me because I'm actually not intimidated by Dan. The first time we physically met was we did a a live stream first date together. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I. I was deeply intimidated by Dan because he was one of the funny guys and I just Mm. wanted to be, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the, that was, that was always my, uh, my hope in starting comedy. I didn't like a lot of people want a lot of different things out of comedy. I think, Mm -hmm. uh, like a lot of people want to be, uh, want to feel like one of want to feel uh accepted in the community right mm-hmm. there's a lot of people estranged loners who come to comedy because they want a weird fucked up family and i've ended up Jesus, with a weird fucked that's up that's fucking true yeah and i've ended up with a with a weird <laughs> fucked up family and i and i love and i love all of the people i know through comedy so so dearly yeah uh, because i see so many parts of myself in all of them and we have so many uh cool share, shared experiences um and then there are the people who s- try comedy for the first time because they think their opinions are valid uh and those people are usually racists unfortunately like the people who go up on their first night with just all confidence and no jokes and they just go so what are women about and you're just like oh this is mm-hmm please please stop Mm -hmm. um so those people start but don't typically last long 
I mean, mm-hmm. some of them do. Also, but. people who just like the attention. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's a huge attention thing. But I just had always obsessively loved comedy mm. growing up. Like, I just fucking, I like jokes. Yes. I just like jokes. That's right. Um, and I had always just wanted to be one of those guys, right? right. Not not necessarily one of the guys, but just one of those guys. Right. And so everyone who was uh, an established comic in the scene when I first started was God to me. And like right. uh, many early uh, religious figures, I just didn't want to make God angry. Because <laughs> that's how people get smote. <laughs> and I ain't here to get smote. That's okay. So you started in Halifax. So you were. I started in Halifax. Oh right. The my starting story was I was at Dal at the time, and Hendrickson was running uh, the show at the Grad House at the time. Oh okay. Um, And I had been going week after week after week, and then he had noticed that, and I was like had gone up and was chatting with him after the show, and he goes, "Do you you seem like a person who's." who's like working up to trying comedy i was like (laughs) keen observation yeah (laughs) maybe (laughs) fucking how did you know that how sad and desperate are are my eyes uh and he was like cool do you have any jokes written i was like i mean i have a few in a notebook he goes cool you're doing five minutes next week oh my god i was like i no, I I was like, can I do it in a month so I can like feel ready and like I don't have that many jokes yet. Like I, I'm gonna have to. And he just goes, No, you're doing five minutes next week or don't come back. Shut yeah. up. That's so, pretty aggressive. Yeah. But you know what I gotta say? It works sometimes because super effective. My first set was kind of similar in that it wasn't planned. Um, I didn't have no intention of going up this night, and I was just going. Oh, to watch. that was that was a week out. So I. I had planned. Oh, okay. Right? Yes, yes. Like I had started to talk to him to ask about how one got into it. Right, so, right, yeah. right. But in the sense that someone bullied you into it, I had a similar thing. Yeah. With mine, where I and I can't went... imagine he would have enforced it. Like Dan? Dan's Dan's a sweetheart. He'd have been Probably like, not, yeah. Thank, keep coming back forever. The donation jar's there. <laughs> you fucking coward. Is, I imagine how that would have gone. That's that's me pretending to be. Dan was none of Dan's intentions and all of my intentions. Ah. Ah. Uh, For me, it was Matt Baker. Matt Baker, um, um, like I went you, to this you open fell mic. For that, you fell for that hair too, did you? <laughs> well, I went oh, to this open so mic and there was a spot, one spot. And my, my plan for set was the next week. And he was like, there's a spot, you want it? And I was like, and I had this moment of like, maybe? And he's like, okay, sweet, you're up. I like yeah. literally wrote my name down and I had, I was just like, okay, I guess it's it. I guess I'm doing this. And like, this is, it's, this is what we're doing. It's kind of a, I feel like kind of a really good way to do it. Cause you just fucking rip that bandaid off. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I remember not much from my first set. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, I was, I was so nervous. This was, I was, I have uh, hated public speaking my entire life. Did like some weird theater stuff and some weird improv stuff, but have never been more anxious than when I have to go uh, speak publicly because I have to uh, present my opinions and then be judged by others, which. And you have to be funny. Oh, I just meant like at all things, at all things, uh, always. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I first started going on stage or when back when I did uh, 
other stuff beforehand or like class presentations or anything. It's just like flop sweat, right? Panic, uh, like heart racing, can't live. Hate that. Like yeah. tunnel vision. Out. I, I get, I get really bad, uh, really bad anxiety when I'm not doing well on stage, and when I get anxiety, I tend to forget things. Yeah. Uh, so I tend to keep notes with me, which I know is a crutch. And uh, Otter has been very very open in telling me that that's a thing i need to stop doing um he's not even listening anymore i sure am <laughs> cool. cool 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 um but uh what happens is i get anxious and then i forget so you freeze yeah mm-hmm. yeah and if i have a prompt to bring me back then i can go into my next joke there you go yeah and i don't I don't need the whole set list. It doesn't need to be written out. I just need to go, what the fuck was I going to say next? And then I can drag myself back through the moment. Um, But yeah, I I tunnel visioned out most of my first year in comedy. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, I still do every now and again, but that's only when shows are catastrophic. We got to talk about the last show we did well actually not the last one the second last one um so you guys came up so brian and evan came up um and we all did the district five show in dartmouth yeah we did that was a lovely show and uh had had quite the- uh, otter just rolled his eyes all of the way into the back of his head and now you can see his sit on the couch <laughs> there you yeah, go fuck cory <laughs> not cory west my uh, excellent co-host of Intoxicate Reviews. Oh, no, he's dope. I'm talking about <laughs> There was a man at the show whose name was Corey uh, who screamed throughout everyone's sets. Mostly Kyle Carpenter's for some reason. Oh Apparently God, Kyle so just looked uh, welcoming and heartwarming enough that this guy was just like, what if I just ruined his whole fucking night? Anyway, yeah, scream through kept, everyone's sets. Kept talking and, back to people. Kept like interrupting punchlines and like. Oh yeah, couldn't like, couldn't be silenced. The people who worked at the bar dragged him away from the stage multiple times, and he just screamed from the back, and then came back up to the front. And it was overall like not an ideal time. Um, I guess that, I that say, stuff doesn't bother me as much anymore. You were very steadfast in just telling him to shut the fuck up, which I was like, yeah, kudos yeah. to you for that. I got sick of him after a while. And also, once the audience is sick of someone, then you always get a laugh from saying exactly what everyone in the room is thinking. Very so it's, true. it's much easier to do. If you do that too early then the audience can turn against you. But also there was like six people there. So I wasn't that worried about it because they all hated that man. I was, um, I gotta say, quite terrified to go up. Yeah, that's that's really hard as someone who's new. I was very and, scared. And I was just very grateful that he wasn't right at the front for me because he was actually... Yeah, he was in the back for yours. He was, he was still yelling throughout the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And I just went, Sarah, just say the jokes. Just get the jokes out. Yeah. I was like, I just want this to be over with. And I just rushed through everything and... um. That's, wasn't wasn't the best, but, but that's, like, that's <laughs> usually a really good strategy, though, especially especially at the beginning. Yeah. Um, when I was newer, I had several interactions with hecklers that did not go my way. Ugh. 
only in that sometimes I would go, I would just interact with them, which encouraged them to keep yelling shit out. And then sometimes I would go way too aggressive, uh, which also is not great because then they get angrier and angrier and angrier. Mm. Um, And then either the audience turns on you because they think you've been unfair to the person because you're angry and it carries through. And it it also uh, completely torches the energy of most people's jokes. I try to be uh, like the devil having a good time when I'm up on stage because I say some horrendous shit, (laughs) but I do it in like a low energy having fun kind yeah. of a tone uh which is just i mean i'm low energy and i'm t- trying my best to have fun up there but once you're low energy having a bad time the dark jokes don't play well That's people hate them right. yeah um right so being hateful to people is not always like you have to be able to go Hey, you're stopping us from having a good time. Now, back to having a good time. That's right. Is is always yeah. a thing that's worked for me. And letting uh, the negativity into the telling of the jokes typically just makes things worse. Mm. Um, and then once you've interacted with a heckler and then you start not doing well, yeah. And then it gives them all of the power oh, because no. now the audience has turned on you because they're no longer having a good time. Or Ugh. has not turned on you, but the the dynamic has changed because they're not as actively on your side. It has just... been my experience. I don't I also don't want to speak for all people dealing with hecklers ever. <sighs> and there are so many people better qualified to do that than me. But and that's tr- that's just been my experience because I've had I've had a really rough go at dealing with hecklers. I haven't had lots of hecklers. I just was real bad at it for a while. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing. I have no fucking idea how to deal with them. I've, I've You did the right thing. You just I just powered over. through. I just powered through. And I was just so scared of just getting thrown off. And I was scared of what you said about, like, getting thrown off and then forgetting. Yeah. Or freezing. Um, Freezing is something that, like, I've been scared of since I started. Luckily enough, it hasn't happened yet. No, oh, having um, me my second set. But I, I know it's coming. Like, I know that that really bad... Mo- like bad set is coming and I just keep trying to brace myself for it. I have a feeling it's is, probably going to be at guesses. Does that bother you at this point? Yes, because I haven't had the standard stand-up experience of like kind of like you, like like you know, seeing the comedians and being like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, because you know all of them Because I was yeah. friends with them first, so to me they're not gods. Yeah. No, that's fair. No offense. <laughs> If, if, if I'm God, the world is in trouble. But, but I no, but like I've yeah, had an, I've a very had different, different, totally different, and like I've done like, it backwards. Like I've done Travis it backwards. still intimidates me, and yeah, you and he get along great. So yeah. like it's it's a whole different thing. I'm sure he'd be yeah appalled to hear that. <laughs> uh, love you, well, Travis. I mean, I uh, I I just did things backwards. Like most people, you know, they. They see a show. They like comedy. Mm-hmm. They then see kind of the the process, and they they try it, and then they slowly do they see get the into process? that. Because I've seen a lot of people try oh, to don't. start stand up who have no idea what the process is. They've seen one Bill Burr <laughs> special, and they're like, mm-hmm. "So do I just say the n word?" And we're all like, "No!" Right? And then some of them do, and it's real. It's real bad. Hosting uh, open mics is weird. Oh, I mean, that's something that I like hosting, just the experience of hosting in general. 
um is like i mean i've hosted well i mean i've hosted my live shows which i robbie was up there with me as yeah. an anchor but like i'm, I'm it's, gonna it's snack. a different ex- is that okay? yes it's not cool. away as long as we can have so, a little asmr break that's uh, my only requirement if you're gonna snack oh, fuck yeah. this is evan steves does asmr Please don't fall asleep like you said you were going to. That would make me deeply uncomfortable. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna snack now because I'm super hungry. This I haven't like, I haven't eaten since brunch. Fucking something is stuck in my interface. So I, I took this to Oasis for the uh, debate show, and Richard fucked around with it to get it so that I had five mics on stage. Mm-hmm. And this metal thing is stuck in my headphone jack. And I don't know how to get it out. So, do you no own headphones. pliers? I do. I feel like that is that we could we could fix that. However, I don't want to. If we don't need headphones right now, maybe that's a we yeah, can, we're we can solve that problem that, after. That's a that's a later problem. Mm-hmm. That is a later. Oh, that's a problem for later, Sarah. <laughs> that that poor girl. She has so much to do. Do you carry snacks with you at all times? Uh, sort of. Not always when I'm walking around, but I always have snacks in the car mm. i have a bunch of really pain in the ass dietary restrictions yes so Can we list them off yeah uh i mean there's not as that many there's just, <laughs> i have uh celiac disease and i'm lactose intolerant i mean that's still fucking that fucking sucks though those two together yeah it pretty much makes 98 percent of convenience foods out of the question out of the question yeah well, can you get at McDonald's? Nothing. Literally no, nothing. Literally nothing? Not French fries? No, they dust their fries in milk powder. Fuck. Like fucking ass. Seriously? They also uh, fry everything in the same fryer. Fuck. Right? So I can't have even homemade fries if they're done in a fryer that also does onion rings. Then it's not worth the risk for me. What about salads? Fast. I know fast food salads aren't the best, but like, what about, like, could you do a salad? I can't do almost any of the dressings. Oh my god, um, Evan! Shit. And salads are buddy. so, it yeah, salads are so inconvenient to eat while you're driving. <laughs> they really which are. Is a huge that would pain not be ass. safe. That yeah, would not no. be. <laughs> Especially yeah. if you want to get to a place and have an outfit, you can still go on stage in that isn't covered in, um, vinegar and bals or balsamic vinegar and olive oil. Right. So when did all this die? Did the dietary stuff has been all your life, or when did this? Sp- sp- no. Spring um, up? it developed for me, sort of in eighth grade ish, mm. and got worse and worse and worse and worse. And then I was finally diagnosed ish in second year of undergrad. Um, because when I was in my first year of undergrad in St. John's, um, I went to go give blood and the nurse tried to send me to the hospital. Um, cause she was like, yeah, your red count is so low. You can't possibly give blood. I Holy don't know how shit. you're standing here. Are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I feel fine. This oh is, this is normal. God. She was like, this isn't normal. Are you tired all the time do you block out sometimes do you i mean i was living in st john's newfoundland and drinking all the time so i blacked out always oh my but God. uh but i i still gray out really bad if i don't take care of myself 
Like Jesus. we were, I forgot to drink water for a morning this week and stood up too fast and just woke up on the floor. Not woke up. So is that but like, like could feel myself going down and then sat and laid down and then oh my God. came like my vision tunneled back out. Jesus. Yeah, it's great. So Highly recommend. What? Um. So obviously you got to drink a lot of water. What? What are the like on a daily basis? What is the best version of you taking care of yourself? Like, is that eating regular meals? Not, I like, mean, what? for everyone, it's yeah, drinking lots it of water and eating regular meal- it meals. Should be that, eh? Um, not me. And it, it. Are you sure? I don't. I. I. I'm really bad with eating. Yeah, but is uh, that the best version? Like the version of healthy for you would be three meals a day, but I usually right, don't yeah. do that. So we're, oh, I don't either. I haven't mm-hmm. eaten breakfast in, I mean, we had breakfast today at two o'clock. Where'd you go? Ardmore. I love yes! the Ardmore tea room. Fuck yeah. yes. The best breakfast in Halifax. Ardmore tea room. Highly, highly recommend. As far as greasy spoons go, it yes. is the bee's nuts. And so cheap. It for sure is. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. I always get cheap the... and greasy. It's uh, <laughs> who I am as a person. Ah, there you go. I always get the breakfast routine with a side waffle, baby. Yeah, Mm-mm-mm. that's. I have never tried that, but I will take your word <laughs> for it. Uh, I just get eggs and bacon because those are the those, you can eat that. those oh, okay. are the safe things. Yeah. yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. Eggs and bacon are the shit. Mm-hmm. And so... then Otter gets my toast. Oh. Uh-huh. That's so cute. I do love me some bread. <laughs> some carbs. Yeah. Your levels are super low, my dude. You may have to to speak up a little. I'm just being quiet here watching cute animal videos. I can't get out of it. What What do you... How How, how is Evan doing so far in your mind? Oh, uh, I hate this question. Don't, uh, don't answer that. Yeah, I'm going to plead the fifth on this one. I plead the fifth on that one, brother. Whenever he starts talking about his diet, I tune out. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's fair. That's that's just a long history of going to restaurants with me, and then I go, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm about to be high maintenance." And then he just he's just gone. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I imagine like, so like, did it take you a while to learn? Like, because I think my thing with dietary stuff is like, if I found out that I couldn't eat dairy for the rest, like if I really needed to stay away from dairy, like it would yep. take me a lot to adjust to that and figure out foods that I could eat that I would mm-hmm. like that are also healthy. Cause that's my issue with healthy food is that like, I just don't, I, I'm not in love with healthy food. So that's why I don't eat a lot of it. So did you have I'm, to, I'm in love with my version of healthy food, which is probably going to give me a heart attack. Really? By 40. Yeah. I'm, I've gotten very much into uh, barbecue, so I make I make uh, sous vide and then smoked briskets and yum. I did what did I do the other day? It was like a lamb roulade with uh, orange and mint and mm. nonsense, and then we made like a like a pan sauce, and it's all delightful. I mean, it's all a hundred percent cholesterol, but. Right. You know. right, right. You make it work. You figure yeah. out ways to make it work. I eat a vegetable or two with it, and then I'm good to go. What's Locked your and like? Loaded. What's your like cheat meal? Like I'm gonna treat myself, and like this is it. Like you know, like a lot of people would get like a. I feel like a rolled lamb leg is pretty. Like if that's not leg. if that's not cheating, 
then it's as guilty as I've been known to feel for indulging outside of them. Mm, a lamb leg. I mm-hmm. had that. You just get the whole shoulder. That's what the roulade was. Oh, okay. What you, what you do is you get the full lamb leg and then you slice it so that it's flat so that you can put more flavor stuff into it and then you roll it up and you tie it with butcher's twine and then you cook it that way. Mm, yeah. Well, be some meat. I don't think I could be a vegetarian. I couldn't either only because I'm, <laughs> I'm you- fucking out of options at that point. <laughs> what would you mean? Like eggs and pinto beans i think that's those are my only two yeah i can still have eggs if i'm vegetarian right that counts so like it doesn't count if the chicken's not born yet right it doesn't count (laughs) i'm always terrified of that when i crack an egg i'm like am i gonna get a fucking because you've like i've seen reddit posts of like people who are like this was my egg this morning and it's like horrific Oh, when they have the little baby chicks inside. Yeah, right? yeah. Not, not that's a, a that's a delicacy. Some places uh, they're apparently uh, it's like the softest, butteriest meat you'll ever have if you can ignore the fact that it's a baby chick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could ignore that fact. You can't. You don't do emotional emotional compartmentalizing. You can't just be like, I'm just gonna ignore everything I believe for a minute to just do the thing that I want to do right now. Um, depends on what it is. Wait, do you have healthy coping no. mechanisms? <laughs> Not at all. What are those? Because I just like go, <laughs> this is an inconvenient emotion for me right now. And then it goes in a box until I need it again. I'm not really that and great. And then that guilt chases me for the rest of my life. I'm not great at carp. I hate this fucking word. Carp. Compartmentalizing. Hang on, I got it. I got it. There you go. You can just say it for me. I, I, I'm really bad at speaking sometimes. Speech impediment. Are there um, any other words you would like me to say for you? Um, conscience, consci- conscience, conscious. There it is. Oh, I have an issue with that one. You have to be conscious of when you're compartmentalizing. Conscious, conscious. Con- oh. conscious? Con- so you have to be conscious of when you're compartmentalizing <laughs> because otherwise it will trouble your conscience there. forever. There you go. There we go. That's my. So do you? Do you? That's fa- my smooth, silky voice. Do you compartmentalize in relationships? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, what do you mean specifically? Because, hmm. like, I so, okay. compartmentalize uh, all of my emotions, and then I unpack them days later on all of the things that I do all of the time. Well, how would you I don't th- react emotionally to things in the moment, typically. That's kind of what I was getting at. Like, how would you react to a fight or an argument that was very emotional and say the, the lady is quite mad at you or emotional about that's, the situation? I don't think that's happened yet. Really? Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend is very level-headed uh, and very pragmatic. Oh, about okay. fights, so we just sort of sort stuff out. And but I also kind of see you as that, so maybe that's it works. Yeah, because that I way. don't have to be emotional about it until after. So then, when I unpack all of those emotions, I can just go, "Hey, maybe let's not do this next time." And then, uh, and then we get to go forward adjusting behaviors instead of reacting emotionally to stuff. That is, is you're like the opposite of me because I'm I'm a react first, deal with you it later. Do seem to have uh, <laughs> I love like a make observations about me. 
But you seem to have like a very, a very live nerve <laughs> and then a good assessment of what those emotions are. My, my mm. issue is not that I don't have the emotions in the moment. I just go, I feel weird and I hate it, but I don't know what it is that's going. Then I have to go re- reverse engineer oh, okay. that, that later because oh, okay. uh, how I feel things is all packed in one of those boxes and that box has never been open, which is one of the reasons I'm terrified of ever going to see a professional because I don't know what the fuck's in there. I was just going to say, I, have you ever been to therapy? No. No, you know how uh, when you go through the TSA, they're like, uh, did you pack this bag? Have you been with it the entire time? Could someone else have put something in this bag? I don't remember packing the bag. I don't know what's in there. And I don't want uh, the shrink at TSA to be like, hey, this is going to be fucking weird for you. It is crazy how much early experiences really do impact you. I actually had a realization recently that a trauma I had back my first year of college mm-hmm. has was exactly the moment when I became co- like a codependent. Oh. Um and are, are you comfortable talking yeah, about actually, the details of that? Honor, now? I think I or? mentioned it on your episode too. This I had a so I I'm, got, I'm getting rehashed trauma. <laughs> rehash that's, trauma. That's, that's very appropriate for the I won't go to a shrink because I don't want to rehash my trauma. Well, I uh, commentary. I Sorry, turned I turned nineteen, mm-hmm. and As I got most very drunk, and so. my friends threw me a party, and a couple days later, it someone. And honestly, some of these details are murky because I think I did repress it so much, but someone implied that I was ungrateful about my friends throwing me a party and a big fight happened that seems like a minuscule I know slight for but what the, is currently being described as an underlying drama story's not done sorry I <laughs> I won't I won't interrupt you tell the story I'm gonna get a drink you you get into it so I um, oh man you sit there I'll make a drink yeah, I find it awkward talking <laughs> talking about my trauma by myself. I need someone beside me. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm here. Please continue the so, discussion yeah, so, of your trauma. Um, but yeah, no, we got into a fight and there was drinking involved, and it got into a mm-hmm. heated fight about how I was ungrateful and I didn't say thank you, and 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 uh, and I got very upset, and I think I've had mental illness a lot of my life and i'm very dramatic person very dramatic so when i feel like when the people in my life are slipping away from me i will do anything to get them to stay because Mm -hmm. i grew up a both fearful avoidant attachment style and also anxious preoccupied i'm a mixture of the two so i'm a shit show i'm a shit show um i had a weird company here there we there we go fearful Uh, avoidant thank you um And so when they were, like, kind of implying that they were, like, pissed and, like, didn't want to talk to me anymore, I started kind of saying things like, well, I'm going to do something. Like, I I was implying I was going to kill myself. And they called. Yeah, that's not great. They called the cops on me. Mm -hmm. um, And the cops were not nice to me. Oh, that's. Uh, So, like, I got put in the back of a cop car. saying that police react with unnecessary (laughs) aggression in some situations? Are you saying that potentially when people are having uh, 
bad times in their lives in which they might not be the most stable that perhaps having police intervene is not the best option <laughs> oh yes i'm certainly saying that oh wow that's that seems uh revelatory <laughs> someone should get that shit on the news but now we should we should actually uh we should go down to the newsroom and get that uh otter could you call a cab could you call a cab <laughs> dope thank you a cab um it was bad it was and then I lost friendships over it. Like, I had a best friend that I, I never spoke. Like, we never were friends again. And Damn. and so since then, um, not only am I afraid to react, over like, overreact, or, like, mm-hmm. uh, like that's something I'm afraid to do. But now I'm incredibly scared of making anyone think that I don't appreciate them or, um, like, I don't know. It's just, it's people-pleasing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's extreme people pleasing to an extreme degree. You know, like I had my debates show. I fucked up. I I couldn't get drink tickets for all the comics. I was trying to run around and pay for everyone's drinks and it was just fucking chaos and madness. And I was stressing myself out over a fucking drink. And these are my friends. They're like, fuck off, Sarah. We did like you're our friend. We'll do your show. Like we're we're here to do the show and we're grateful to be on the show. But I had to go to my way to message everyone and be like, I'm so like because it was just so traumatic to me because not only was it like just from the police side of things very not good because um they just did not handle it well they were threatening to arrest me and they put me in a cold room by myself like for like i don't remember how long i was at at, like the psych ward it was like a couple hours at least and for me it was just a fucking dramatic kid that was like i wasn't gonna kill my like i was literally just saying it to can can i just say though as someone who's had that threat thrown at them several times yeah eesh i know i know and that's the thing i kind of probably traumatized them too so Mm. it's probably like a mixed trauma yeah (laughs) trauma bond yeah in in instead of going if you don't do this thing i'm gonna kill myself what i like to do with my friends who are suicidal (laughs) is i go uh how about we make a pact where neither of us is allowed to kill ourselves until the other is dead. Um and I have and I have that pact with like four different people at this point and it and it brought me back off the edge uh more than once. So oh shit happens. It's just wild. And uh and instead of threats, uh pack bond with people over being sad and then not killing yourself. Yeah. But I, I didn't connect I didn't connect that oh, yeah. until you were, recently. You were a kid and shit happens and like, did, yeah. But it was only recently that I was like, I'm really codependent and why? Where did that... I was like trying to think back. I was like, where did the fuck did that happen? Because mm-hmm. I wasn't like that before college. I really wasn't. But when people think I'm ungrateful, that is a huge tr- trigger for me. Yeah. Or when people think that, that I don't appreciate them because mm-hmm. I appreciate people more than like more than anything else. I'm a people person. Yeah. Like there's place people, there's things people, there's, you know, they're people people. And I'm, yeah. a people, I'm a people person. So even though I hate them sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I hate most of them most of the time, but I love some of them all of the time. So it makes it worth it. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what your attachment style is? No, Speaking not of, at all. No? Is there a quiz? Can we do it right now? Can we do it live? We can do it live if you like. I, I don't We're know how long it, it is, live. but we can do it. Uh, or we could even just look at the descriptions and we could see. Sure. Or let me actually just see how long a quiz might be. What is your... Otter, do you know yours? My what, sorry? Attachment style? I have no idea what that means either. Is there one that's just blanket people pleasing? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I love you, dude. You make me very happy. <laughs> I uh, I still don't know what the fuck this is about. Um, it is essentially like how you deal with um, how you attach to people, and it's a lot of like a lot Immediately. of Immediately. <laughs> how long is this quiz? First okay. things first. Actually, you know what? I don't know. Name? I don't um, think they need to know that. I, think I don't that, want. I think it's just like attachmentstyle.ca. Like it's there's a main website for it that I did mine on. Is this the part the we're going to edit it? We can edit this. Sarah, so. you're doing a great job. Um, none of your friends hate you. Oh, you're, you're killing a good, it. You're a good person. You try your best. and um, Do you have to self-talk about being a good person? <laughs> oh, that's, that's, a, that's a genuine question. I, like I all, have... of, all of my like talking myself back off the edge, that's never, that's never even a thing that comes up for me. I have been trying to manifest more, but not in a cheesy mm-hmm. way. Not in a cheesy way. More. So you're not manifesting Parmesan. Because, <laughs> like, you should be, because Parmesan makes most people incredibly happy. I mean, Parmesan it makes cheese? It makes me nauseous. Yeah. Oh, it's so uh, good. You, you said cheesy. I was. Oh, my God. And yeah, then. There's, there's puns. Well, let's, let's just try this. Okay. Sure. Okay. I can be very emotion, emotionally present with others, friends, families, partners, strangers, but it takes me a while to build trust and share. <laughs> uh, vulnerable things about myself. Uh, True false. Um, so I think we're going to have to say true, um, but I disagree with the wording the i can be very emotionally present with others is not true false Mm. but the level of uh, emotional presence that i am capable of always takes a super super long time to develop i think you're emotionally present because when i was stressed out at the live show you did a good job of like comforting me oh i read people well but that's uh trauma god damn it Evan! holy shit you're a uh, this is interesting. Okay, so are we going to go with true? Uh, yeah. Okay. It sucks that there's no like. I often answer. put other people in my life on a big pedestal. <laughs> no. False. Okay. I feel the people that- in my life are great, but we're all broken fucking weirdos. We are truly are. Um, so, and being there to be able to go, oh, they're having a broken weirdo moment, and then supporting them in that moment is super practical in getting past that moment Uh, i feel naturally comfortable and safe expressing my feeling and needs to loved ones do you want to fill that one out for me can we just say false now (laughs) false on that one i I feel feel very very upset upset when when others infringe on my need for space or time alone very true Ooh, interesting Uh, i feel like i can predict what your attachment style is now okay i think that you are going to be fearful avoidant but let's Great. just keep going. Uh, that does sound like who I am as a person. <laughs> um, by attachment style, is it just confrontation style? Because that's fearful <laughs> avoidant. Uh, avoidant is 
accurate. I am willing to work through challenges in a relationship before suddenly trying to leave the relationship itself. If you're not in a relationship, think of how you would handle conflict <laughs> in a partnership. True or false. Mm-hmm. So this is a thing that I'm working on for myself, but I would say as as a default standard for who I am as a person, it's people please, people please, people please, cut and run. So I think we're going to have to say... Probably have some codependency. False. False. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm working more for it to be true, and right. I'm trying to be conscious of that. But my default position is that's uh, what you go like. You're yeah. What you go to. Uh, my default position is put up a facade that the person will like until they love me, and then uh, once I can't stand who I'm becoming in that relationship, cut and run. Jesus. There's no... It, oh, it yeah. Makes, it makes total sense that you're friends with Otter. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we're we're broken sad boys. It's fine. Um, but I'm with you guys. Like, I'm too. in this... I'm in this with you. Like So, uh, for those of you who are listening for the questions, the next question, number six, is, I tend to be out of touch with my emotions quite frequently. And for your guest tonight, Evan Steves, that is so fucking true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm doing my... I love this. No, this is... Okay. This is great. Let's keep going. If anyone needs me for voiceover work or Actually. ASMR, please let me know. Bad. You Bad. can contact me at man screaming in the street. <laughs> That's not true. I would, that would make me so uncomfortable. Even Man's- watching people do that makes me so uncomfortable. Uh, seven, I am very attuned to others' needs and often put them before my own and resent it later. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I Slam love this dunk. quiz so much. Can it's I, so enlightening. Can I double down on yeah. the true for it's that? It's not even just a true. It's a fuck yes. Yeah. Uh, eight, I constantly want to be emotionally closer to my partner. This can also apply to my close friendships or romantic interests. Ah, I'm not going to lie. That is a thing that I am working on being better at. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel safer when I'm more emotionally distant. Okay. Uh, so I would say false. But mm-hmm. again, something I'm working on because... You're going to be fearful of when it Great. I'm glad we did this when you could have just... I just know it's going to be... I'm going to get a lot of satisfaction when it's correct. Okay. How mad are you going to be if it's not? Well, I know it's not secure because I don't think... It's very rare for... Because secure is the best one. A secure attachment. What do you mean the best one? There's a competition? <laughs> you didn't, you well, didn't tell me that there's a competition when we <laughs> fucking start. I thought this was like a, like actually, a personality type quest where it doesn't matter what you have. And you, you actually can just will be... get a percentage for each one. So you'll have like your highest one and then like you'll have... Oh, sick. So, so yeah. I can... So what you're saying is you'll not only can I not get the best one, but I can fail at the best one. <laughs> yep. Sick. That's what I wanted. Let's keep, we can, can do we, this. Can we, we can... cut and run... The quiz now, because that's that's what I want to do. We are still um, on it. I'm effective at compromising and communicating. Oh, I was gonna. Okay. Oh, uh, you wanna, do you want to do it? You do it. Question number nine. I am effective at compromising. Number nine. I am effective at compromising and communicating. True. Yeah, I'd say so. 10. It is very difficult for me to set boundaries unless I am angry. 
I can sometimes set excessive boundaries and push people away too dramatically out of anger. Um, I feel weird about this one because I don't do boundaries when I'm angry. That's not true. I have, but that was a deeply toxic relationship. Um, but the rest is true. It tends not to be an anger thing. Mm. I I get angry on my own and then I do stuff after I'm chill again. Mm, okay. So but we, let's go let's go true. True. Okay. I I tend to set boundaries after I feel other people have overstepped. Uh well, okay. Right? Like, That's people pleasing. Yeah. Yeah, doormat. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I wouldn't say it unless Sorry, worst things have happened we, to better people, I'll be just fine. We, uh, I wouldn't say it unless, like, I like. I'm like, unless you we're were both doormats, yeah, yeah. so I can say it. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. <laughs> Although setting boundaries, I gotta say, um, is quite empowering. I recently did it with like, like a boss, mm-hmm. like that I've been terrified of setting boundaries with for a long time, and it felt really good. I gotta say, just oh, to be like, like, I just self sabotaged at the job where my boss was an asshole for until i could leave and go to a better company mm, self-sabotage is fun it's great um, um there's a lot of vocal fry there sorry listeners uh, vocal uh, fry um all right number 11 isn't that the guy in futurama i think he has lines sometimes oh that's uh, right yeah 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 a bad pun i'm sorry uh number 11 if i notice my partner showing any signs of coldness i panic and want to get closer as quickly as possible this often happens to me in friendships as well uh panic is true the getting closer is not i tend to give people space okay so i think like I, I never want to talk about it right away because talking about people's emotions with people while they're being emotional is uh, an easy way to get screamed down and start a fight that I never wanted to have. That's very true. So, so but I think that the one to get closer as quickly as possible is the bigger factor in this question. So maybe we go with false on that. Uh, eh, I don't know. I. Are you more likely it to... It feels true because I'll uh, panic about it for the 48 hours or 12 hours or whatever it is that I have to wait for them to be in a better place so I can talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. So the want to do that is there. Okay. Okay. So the want to get closer okay. is true. So maybe let's go true then. Yeah. I want to uh, find a solution to the problem as quickly as possible. Right. But in my experience, trying to find a solution to the problem in the moment is a fucking problem. Uh, 12. It is not uncommon for me to experience inward emotional turbulence throughout the duration of my romantic relationship. This applies to close family members as well. Um, nah. Usually I don't uh, register the emotions until they boil over and then I do the cut and run thing that we talked about before. Cut and run. Cut and run. False. Um, also, if you would like to follow along and take the oh, oh, quiz yeah. for yourself, yeah, you yeah. can do so at attachment.personaldevelopmentschool.com. It'll email you a detailed report. It's really cool. Um, 
Are we doing? Thir- did you yeah. want to do thirteen, or should I read it again? I think it's gotta be you. You got the voice it's down pat. Me? You got a damn pat, Evan. Number thirteen. You really do have a good ASMR voice. Oh, thank you. I appreciate. So does that. Richie Bell. He has like does he? really sharp S's. <laughs> and like that, like that really gets my ASMR going. When someone has a sharp S, that, that gets my ASMR going. <laughs> Look at it's her go. The engine revving. Yeah. <laughs> Number thirteen. I often feel very hot or very cold towards my partner or family members. I tend to operate in extremes on how I relate to others, and that, for me, is false. Mm-hmm. Like I said before, because I tend to be emotionally detached in most situations, I run uh, hard neutral, right? Uh, which is, I think, just a factor of how long I was depressed and how I integrated that into how I felt about people. Mm. which is a weird thing yeah we're all figuring it out like i feel like yeah we'll see i i truly do think being aware Mm -hmm. is the hardest step and it's the first step being aware of like we are we doing that admitting you have a problem is the first are we doing a 12 step right now (laughs) you brought up you brought up aa was the intoxicated 12 steps okay admit you have a problem no, we can't come up with 12. Um, That's too many um, steps. Admit you're sad. Admit uh, you're sad as fuck. Yeah. Talk to Sarah about being sad as fuck. Come <laughs> up with three different solutions to being sad as fuck. Realize that coming up with solutions isn't the key to not being sad as fuck. It's recognizing that fixing your life is important, but embracing a point of view on your life that lets you not be sad as fuck is equally important. Um, uh, still being sad as fuck, but being self-aware that you're sad as fuck, mm-hmm. uh, surrounding yourself with a positive environment and healthy outlets to be less sad as fuck, being less sad as fuck, using those techniques to reinforce those things and then seek out help eventually to be even less sad as fuck following the uh, guidelines of professionals and then once again being less satisfied and then coming back on the podcast That's to discuss it. with Sarah I why was you're less you satisfied. I would say that in there. Yeah, of course. And that's the, and that's the end. After that you're uh worthless you're to us anymore. Yeah, you you're, can You're done. Yeah, you find a bridge. <laughs> I love that. Except you can't jump off it cuz you're no longer satisfied. Ha, you've been hoodwinked into being mentally healthy. Ta-da. Bam. That's the McClellan 12 step. I love that. Um, 14. 14. I know that I am worthy of a healthy, happy relationship. Nah. Um, this, this, again, is one that I have complex feelings about. Yeah. But I can't unpack those, so I'll get back to you in two weeks. No. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like every episode with you needs to be have a follow-up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um so I know that I am worthy of a happy, healthy relationship is sort of a non sequitur for me because I think that I deserve to make someone happy who doesn't make me unhappy. But the pursuit of a healthy, healthy, happy relationship as a pursuit of a healthy, happy relationship as a singular entity is ridiculous to me because it 
should instead be a daily pursuit of making a relationship healthier and happier. Uh-huh. And you don't have to find someone who is healthy and happy and have an instant healthy, happy relationship. You have to work out find someone who you can tolerate, I guess, and then work towards having a healthy, happy relationship with that person. So long as they're also willing to work at having a healthy, happy relationship. Mm. I feel like um, this is just another way of asking, I know I'm worthy of love. Oh, I'm... Like, I feel like that, like... I'm not, but I think it's dope that I get to have it anyway. <laughs> Fuck you. I what? It. I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. I mean, yeah. That's, so where where would you go with this one if you had to pick two? Oh, I'm going false for sure. Okay, okay. I think, we're getting, um, I think we're getting close to the end. Number 15. When I feel hurt by a loved one, I often have a strong fight or flight response. This is going to be true. I find myself <laughs> wanting... I, I don't even have to read the rest, but I'm going to. For all you ASMR listeners out there. All right. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Can I ruin it now? No, that's done. <laughs> <laughs> the microphone did not like that and neither did I that went right up my nose mm. no it's my own fault mm. for what I was wearing um, I just swallowed on the mic <laughs> oh nice oh I probably impeded we're that we're not going to take that clip out of context <laughs> that would be a bad I, one to get me I, I can I can stand if everyone needs to see that I have pants on um <laughs> Sorry, we were talking about number 15 on the attachment.personaldevelopmentschool.com website. Number 15, when I feel hurt by a loved one, I often have a strong fight or flight response. I find myself wanting to push this person as far away as possible. Period. Bracket. Friends, comma, family, comma, romantic relationship, close bracket, and then period. Which is grammatically correct, even though it looks weird as fuck. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my my copywriter sense was tingling. That's fair. Um, yeah, hence the fucking cut and run shit we've been talking about the whole time. That's a true. Yeah, is that we don't have to talk about that one further? That was that was pretty obvious from I, all of the I, I think things that I've expressed obvious. so far. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I'm obvious now. Here I thought I was complex and nuanced and <laughs> maybe even someday a human being. I feel like I've gotten a good grip on you. I but but after, I mean, I, I, after the swallowing comment, I don't feel comfortable with that. Uh, <laughs> I don't Fuck. I don't feel safe. I need an adultier adult. Um, oh um my lord. Number sixteen. I do not feel as though I need anything from my romantic partner or loved ones. It can be difficult to conceptualize how others would meet a lot of my needs, which is taru. Taru. Yeah. I do not feel. Oh, I'm just re- rereading that. Need anything from? It can be difficult to conceptualize. Uh, I feel the need to be entirely independent because uh, it yeah. frees me of the risk of needing someone else. That's fair. Is the undercut of that, and I do. Independent to a fault is something that I think I am too, kind of in a weird yeah. way, where it's like I really want intimacy, mm-hmm. but I have no idea. Like I haven't, I don't. Is that a is the, that a fearful whatever it is trait? Yes. Yeah. The the what, um, what's the actual thing that we're driving towards with this test that we're overdoing because you already know what the answer is. 
going to be? I well, well, I'm fearful. Wait, what did I say that I was? I'm not fearful of boy that. I'm fearful. There's fearful of what? Let's just yeah, let's complete it because there's a couple options. So cool. Um, number seventeen. I do not enjoy being out of from. Oh, okay. <laughs> number seventeen. Uh, this is whenever I have to do uh voiceover stuff for work, I just always get weird after. And then the uh, lovely, lovely, amazing human being who does all of the video cuts. Uh, she's such a fucking sweetheart. She's one of my favorite people uh, I work with. Um, she just will has to listen to all of the weirdness of me trying to emotionally reset before doing another take. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Do you do vocal warm ups? No, no, not usually. Okay, I'm always wondering well, that. With that, with stand up, one issue that I'm having with stand up is that I'm spitting so much when I'm up there. Do you just not like the people in the front row? Or? No, it's just like, I'm just a, uh, what's the word? Uh, I got a lot of saliva. <laughs> so, part of the trouble is, I'm just a very phlegmy person. I got a lot of fluids. a very I'm a fluidy, phlegmy person. I listen, I'm a fluid, fluidy lady all around. I, I have a similar issue except being a lady. <laughs> yeah, um, there you go. <laughs> I'm I'm not especially masculine, but I think I'm still technically what's qualified as a man. Um, not that you know that's not performative anyway. There you go. Um, what was this? Oh yeah, but yeah. I, I tend to get uh, dry mouth real bad on stage. Oh, I'm fucking the opposite, man. Holy shit, spit so much. It just gets very sticky, which is not a thing that you want when you're trying to pronounce your words. It's also for me. It's Do not good. In COVID times, that I'm spitting everywhere. I mean, it's fine for you. Yeah, I guess, but it's it, I don't like it. I'd like to try to yeah figure uh, it out. All right, seventeen. Oh yeah, number seventeen. I do not enjoy being out of romantic relationships. I often fear being alone. False. <laughs> uh, this is exactly the same as the last question, except in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, aggressive independence, so I never have to worry about whether or not. Someone leaving me is going to ruin my whole life. For me, that was a big true. That was a big true? You worry about whether people leaving you is going to ruin your whole life? Well, I worry about being alone constantly. Fair. Like, but I'm so used to being alone. I adore being alone. Um, I prefer to be alone and then I go uh, because it means I don't have to be anxious about socially interacting with people. Um, it's one of the few times in my life where I get to genuinely well, be relaxed. That is actually very understandable. Yeah. Um, but then there's also the part of me that needs to talk to people or I'm going to, you know, go walk off a bridge. Uh, right. And so stand up is a really nice balance for me because yeah. I don't actually have to have conversations with the people. I can just top up on all of my social at once yep. and yep. then fuck off back to my hole. Yeah, I actually find that with a lot of stand-ups, actually. They're yeah. very different offstage. Introverted. Than, yeah. yeah. And then very ex- they they have a really great energy on stage. But yeah, offstage, they, they introvert in. I'm like that, except I don't have great energy on stage. <laughs> yes, you do. Shut up. This is like my first time seeing you. and Very funny. Very I have I have a fun energy on stage. I'm just not very energetic. I'm not mm. a... I'm not a performative comic. That's okay, though. Oh, yeah. It takes all kinds. It takes all kinds. Does that mean we should get like a like a firefighter in here and a biker and a 
Oh, no, firefighter's we, we been can't, in here we, many times. Wow, that's my, my hookup you, buddy's a firefighter. Oh, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say you gotta stop starting fires because you're lonely. <laughs> the only fire I start is in my pants. That's if you feel a burning sensation, uh, please consult your physician. Yeah, um, it's probably one of my jokes actually oh, about nice. how he's a firefighter and how he like he constantly is like thinks he has chlamydia and thinks he gave me chlamydia. And one of my jokes, one of my better jokes, actually, that gets really good laughs every time, which is like, this guy's a crappy firefighter because I don't know what he's been spraying on me all this time. That's not working because I might have chlamydia. <laughs> gotcha. Is that why you started doing stand up so you could get clapped someplace else? <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. All right. Hey, let's get through this fucking he's quiz. He's got jokes. We're going to be here all night if we don't get fucking through this. Rogan um, length episode. Rogan Am length. Am I right? But Otter's going to fall asleep soon. That's right. He's he was already asleep just now. Yep. Uh, Eighteen. If can we just get can we submit just an episode that is the Otter Cam without any of us? That's just his feed and his mic. <laughs> I wish so you can watch a man fall asleep in real time. I don't think I can. I wish I could record both at the same time. Um, but I haven't. Oh, it only yet. records when in, when it what, switches. Whatever one it's oh, on fair. here. Yeah. yeah, unless we like did the reaction cam thing. Anyways, eighteen. <laughs> Number 18. If a loved one's behavior hurts me, I will express my feelings and try to understand what caused them to act that way. And that, for me. You're going to click it? This one? Yeah. False, False, baby. Holy fuck, how long is this quest? Uh, 19. I hunger for closeness, but I fear the emotional difficulty of it at the same time. Friends, family, romantic partners. Absolutely true. I hunger for closeness, but I fear. Oh, okay. Okay, so true. Yeah. Okay. I I tend to uh, prioritize a low maintenance life, mm-hmm. um, and so putting my emotional needs over my emotional comfort tends to happen a lot. Oh. Or sorry, my emotional comfort over my emotional needs is the order in which I want ah that to be recorded. Oh, I for like all that. time in a podcast. <laughs> hey. Um, 20, I do not like making social plans with others in advance. I often fear being trapped by commitments with other people. Taru. Yes. Uh, because then I know if I have to back out of those social plans, I'll feel, uh, guilt and anxiety forever and ever and ever. Amen. Uh, 21, I feel that setting boundaries comes naturally to me. False. I am terrible at setting boundaries. I let people set boundaries until I can't stand those boundaries anymore. And then I ruin things. Because mm. it's so much easier to light matches than it is to build walls. Ooh. Uh, 22. I focus. I like that quote. Thank you. Can I get that on a t-shirt? Do you do? Is <laughs> there so going many, to be intoxicated t-shirts? Because. I would love to. Uh, yeah. It, it's in the works. Sick. I'm, but I think I'm it's, about it. I have a couple ideas, but I'm I'm open for. Can I? I would love one with like a a match over the over the pocket on the front, and then that quote on the back. Well, we'll say it again. The quote. It's, but, it's no easier idea. to light e- easier to light matches than to build walls. Yeah. Fuck! I love that. Jesus. Yeah. Um. Twenty two. I fuck it. I. I fuck it. I fuck it. I fuck it much more on. The I rel- focus much more on the relationships in my life than I do on myself. True. Jesus. I 20, wish there was like a progress bar. 
So we need yeah. how many questions Yeah, me left. too. This, this feels like an eternity. It really does. For us, I hope it doesn't to you, the <laughs> lovely listener who's... That's good conversation starters. Number yeah, 23. 23, I feel... I often feel protective over my space, privacy, and belongings. True. I hope that is not true of you because there's... I'm currently squishing the life out of the cushion that I'm sitting on. I... Yeah, I don't it's, care about the cushions. Oh, good. Because it's exploding out beneath me. It's um, the cat fucking rips them open and i can't i have to replace them all the time so fucking annoying um let's do the, let's fucking power through these okay 24 i generally feel invaded when my partner or loved ones demand too much physical atten- uh, affection true i'm i'm overdoing the reads now they're gonna come out all messed up 25 i would prefer to spend most of my free time with my partner if i were to be in a romantic relationship it would be hard for me to want to do things separately false I You're very much need uh, separate space. Yeah, that's I'd, so fucking important. I adore hanging out with her, and we have a blast together. But I also, if I have a full week where I'm doing stuff with people every single night, uh, my head begins to explode. Mm. 26, I feel that it is easy to be vulnerable with my romantic partner or loved ones. Pretty sure we know what the answer is there. I feel Let's go it's easy for me. Yeah, I actually think now you're you're. I said fearful avoidant, but you might be more dismissive avoidant. You're going to be a combo of the two. Cool. Either way, confrontation. <laughs> avoidant. You're going to be all avoidant. I bet. All right. Sick. Twenty-seven. I find that my partner or loved ones usually emotionally recover from conflict before I do. True. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I get to be. Uh, oh, I have. Uh, emotional turmoil over all of the decisions I've ever made in my life while I fall asleep every night. It's it's great. Okay, that's fair because you repress them. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So they get to show up randomly whenever they feel like it, which is super convenient. I was going to say it's super rude. Um, Yeah, I was being sarcastic. (laughs) Oh, I have a bad sarcasm meter. That's something about me that's like I fucking hate. I hate that I. I, I noticed that because the people who register sarcasm easily also register puns easily. Yeah, because it's a it's an inflection change. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Typically, it takes me a so, second. Yeah. Um, uh, Twenty eight. I deeply fear being abandoned by my partner or love interest. False. Here we go. Fill We're, out the name below. You, First name. Do you Evan. want? Um, now, if we send it to your email, oh, we're gonna have to yeah, let's your go to email. yours. So let's just say, um, fucking, I'll just send it to intoxicated's Gmail. Oh, nice! You spelled it correctly. There are people in New Brunswick where, like, every third person is a Steve's who still pronounce, uh, who still spell it S T E V E S, which, like, that's Steves, and that's oh, Steves. Uh, Steves. You are dismissant avoidant. Forty-seven percent is your highest one. So dismissive. Does that mean I get to leave now? <laughs> Uh, I'm just kidding. This is this is a blast. Uh, so just, yeah, see, just... secure is your lowest because secure is everybody's lowest. Yeah, I'm and... I'm seven percent secure. And on a on a loading bar, that means you're going to be here for the next four hours <laughs> with a dial-up internet connection. And um, then and then your second one is fearful of white, which I yeah yeah okay. So I so knew you would be the I combo of these. Refuse to address it, and when I do address it, I'm scared. Nice, love it. So let's uh dismissive see. avoidant is do you find yourself fearing commitment and constantly craving space and freedom? I'd love space because it's a void out there and I don't have to breathe anymore. 
I think that we'll, oh shit I'm going to turn this off because yeah, I'm in email um, I think there's more detailed answer here oh, great. okay so are we reading this too yeah we, we can read this I'll read some so this means that you are oh, you can we start with you <laughs> start with me yeah no no the the word you in the oh. sentence above oh wait you are getting this email that one yeah you are getting this email today because your primary attachment style is dismissive b- avoidant this means you highly value autonomy and independence and can feel overwhelmed in a relationship when your partner friends or family member becomes overbearing emotionally or otherwise when you feel overwhelmed you are likely to withdraw And you place high importance on having enough personal space. Dismissive avoidance tend to do this because in childhood they were... Oh, this is too much already. In childhood, (laughs) they were often emotionally neglected. This taught them on a subconscious level that the only person they could rely on was themselves. Hate this. This emotional neglect can take place in overt or covert, bracket, often subtle, close bracket, ways therefore in adulthood oh this was your no you keep going you keep going therefore in adulthood vulnerability can feel uncomfortable and will cause you to subconsciously withdraw from what you perceive to be making you vulnerable this can cause turmoil in a relationship especially when conflict arises and the dismissive avoidant recoils and does not effectively work through it the good news is your subconscious (laughs) Wounds can be healed. Gross. I hate that fucking sentence. And this is really officially your YouTube channel. I, I officially don't trust literally anything that's happened in this show. <laughs> your subconscious wounds can be healed. For only nine ninety nine a month, our preacher can come send yeah. you oils in the mail right. and take all your money. <laughs> anyway, the end of the sentence is and you can still be a wonderful partner, friend, or family member, which is great because before I thought I was just gonna be a, be a serial shit. murderer. Like what the fuck? Right. You can still be a good person. Get out of here with your assumption that I didn't think that I could still be a human being. And then they plug their YouTube. Which is which is this is how they get you. This is how they get you. With gratitude. This is how they get you on, that's, on that's their the closing email, to list. The email. It says with gratitude. Yeah. Thighs? What you, what is you, that pronounced thighs? T H A I S. Thias? Thias? Thias. Thias? I would say Thias. As in Matthias? I don't know. Thias. Yeah. Thias? Not sure. I don't know. What do you think about that? Does that is that was that enlightening I, for you? We we knew where that was going already. Right. But now that you know, I would look into both fearful avoidant and dismissive avoidant, like read more about both those ones. It might yeah, illuminate. But I don't, mm. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like you already you already knew like it's just putting a label on what you already knew. Yeah, I have yeah. I have words to describe some of my weirdness, but I don't think there was enough in the test that mm. fully encaptured not only my weirdness, but my how weirdly I'm trying to manage my own weirdness, if right. that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Manage your weirdness. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's everyone's job. You manage your weirdness so you can not fuck up the people around you. It's very true. It's getting late, so we're going to wrap, but I'm going to ask you two more quick questions. Oh, sick. Uh, do we get a beat before we... Uh, get a beat. Yeah, before we wrap. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Is this going to be like a... Oh, my God. You don't quite look like Wayne Brady. <sighs> I believe in it. Sorry. Okay. Two Pause. final questions for two Evan Steves. So, I mean, I think this whole episode was talking about <laughs> both of these things. But we're going to put a nice little like a little bow on everything. Something you really like about yourself. Okay. 
And it's something you don't like that you're working on. The thing that I don't like that I'm working on. We're going to start with the negative. Yeah, I have to come up with the positive. I'm, <laughs> I'm buying myself time okay. uh, to find something I like about myself that isn't just uh, I'm usually pretty good at making other people happy because that's not a true positive about myself. It's just what I tend to value about who I am as a person. Fair. Um, things that I'm working on. I am currently working very hard on being forthright in the relationships that matter to me mm -hmm. uh, to avoid the resentment that might otherwise drive the people that I care about away. That's Or good. drive me away from the people that I care about. But we talked about that already. That's really good, though. Yeah. How old are you? I'm 28. Okay. I'm going to be Fuck 29 yeah. in, what day are we today? Like a month? Yeah. A month and three days. I'll be 29. A month and three days, a eh? A month and three days, yeah. So when... Uh, Day before Halloween. I'm very nearly the devil. Scorpio? But I'm working hard to bring myself back. Uh, yes. Fascinating. Yeah. I would have never Which describes many of my previous relationships, which is try and hold on and get mm. fucking stung. I would have never suspected a Scorpio. That's wild. You gotta have more... I don't even know. Are you, people you, born I mean, around? I would need to see your full chart because that doesn't make sense to me that you're a Scorpio. Can we? Oh, no. We don't have time for we this. We do not tonight. have time. You're, do you have your exact birth time, though? No. Okay. Well, text it. Find uh, out. Text your mom. Oh, I for sure can't be like, hey, a friend of mine's going to look up my star birth <laughs> chart. Uh, my, uh, my dad's a pharmacist. My mom teaches at a Baptist university. They're both uh, fairly conservative people. Uh, that's going to go over like a bag of hammers. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. I grew up in a fairly aggressively Christian home. Damn. Okay. You got to come back yeah. on. We got to talk more. Um, you'll be back next time you're in town. You'll be back. Sure. Uh, we'll pre-book your, your intoxicated appointment. Uh I can, uh, <laughs> for sure say that that's going to happen because I, as we discussed, can't say no to things. <laughs> So none of us can you you have my time literally whenever <laughs> I love it okay yeah. well thank you so much for coming on because this, oh, was, you're very this was really fascinating yeah and it was really fun getting to are know we, you better. are we going with uh I make people happy to my own detriment as the positive thing about me because I feel like that's a hard place to leave well what what okay let's let's not include don't think about anyone else okay like what's something physically that you not possible for me <laughs> for as a person sakes. jesus christ like like something about your personality um like if someone if, if a close friend was to compliment you what what do you think that they would say um they would I that he makes me happy <laughs> yeah that's that's literally exactly what he's that so is. accommodating yeah they would say needs. he's he's very caring and he's a really good listener and he's always there when i really need him good listener is a good one yeah it's uh fear part of oh my lord yeah. uh, i have i have a theory and it's not a good theory and it's not uh, followed up by the facts but i have a theory that is the majority of people who are highly empathetic um 
end up with high empathy from trauma. Yes. Because they end up trying to predict what the people in their lives will will be set off by before those things happen. And so they end up reading those people. Yeah. And so they end up sacrificing who they are as people to accommodate the people around them. Yep. Uh, The people who benefit from that now are all people I love dearly and care about and who don't cause me trauma. So that's great. And I love that. Um, but it doesn't. But there's a re- there's a reason why yeah. people are empathetic. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Other absolutely. people get to be happy because I'm sad, and I'm glad that someone's getting a benefit. Uh, but uh, still sad. There's a book about this called like the uh, fuck, I forgot the name, but like it's on like I've been hearing about this book about um being an empath. Like it's like the. Is it true empath? I don't actually remember the title. It has empath in the title. The true oh, empath nice. or like yeah. understanding. The, I don't even know. But I've heard about this book that it talks about empathy and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I think I have one. Do you? Yeah. Uh, I think the thing I like best about myself is my ability to pursue joy in ridiculous circumstances uh, regardless of what's going on around me to find some sort of positive or some or no, joy just to just to look for goofy weird stuff that makes me smile and to pursue those things instead of pursuing whatever my life okay. uh, has negativity I there's like a, that. I feel like there are many people who when negative things are happening around them they want to know all of the details of those negative things. That's me. Yeah, and I hate that. It makes me feel icky. Mm-hmm. So I go and icky, really? I mean, <laughs> it is it's exactly how it makes, it makes you feel me not feel. Great. <laughs> no, it makes me feel icky. Mm-hmm. It's just like I need a fucking shower after uh-huh. half of the like people will post stuff online that I'm like that just emotionally that makes me feel gross. Right. And oh wait, sorry. When you say that they want to know all the details, like do you what do you mean by that? Uh, like so imagine someone like an let's like a peripheral family member, like a like an aunt or a cousin or some sort of shit posted something that was uh something that you would say is morally uh unconscionable. Let's say you have an aunt who's a racist. Okay, okay. Right? And they post whatever their alt-right meme of the day is on Mm -hmm. their Facebook wall, and it comes up on your Facebook wall. Do you go in, interact with it, read all of the comments, and like soak in all of the bullshit because you, like, that's... I don't go that far. When, When you said that, I thought you meant like... Like I well okay I guess that depends that's kind of strange like it if a big world event happens like a big tragedy yeah. I can get sucked into that when that's, it's that's fair I'm uh, I'm, I'm ad- catastrophic I'm, a, I'm addicted to the news um but once I find that I'm rabbit holing on a piece of news that isn't teaching me anything anymore yeah I and I'm just that. soaking up uh negativity then I feel the need like on all of those things where everyone's posting negative shit I know it's important 
at some point to say things to shitty people that are, hey, don't be so shitty. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel the need to do that personally because there are so many people who pull validation from that and mm-hmm. all that does is drain me. There you go. I would rather go find something that brings me joy yeah. and then be effusively positive to the people who are doing the thing yes. that brings joy because I think that that has a similar balancing effect in the can we at any point do something to move society society forward right um and also doesn't add to my sadness no yeah no, that's so, good that's good so that you have having, control over that yeah yeah so being able to pursue joy in ridiculous and arbitrary ways as Is- opposed to pursuing Mm-hmm. Uh, negativity. Mm-hmm. Well done. That's a good one. Oh, thanks. That's a good one. I feel like a psychology textbook, but I'm no, trying my best. No, th- I fucking love psychology stuff. I could fucking talk with this shit for hours. But it we is could, close but we to, have to wrap the episode. It's close to 3 a.m., so we gotta we gotta wrap her up. But where can people find you, follow you? Um, can people follow you? I mean, ideally not home, but uh, they can... That that feels hacked. Is that hacked? Do people say that a lot? No, I don't think anyone's ever said that. Oh, good. That's well, like, it's actually quite original. I mean? don't. I don't think anyone has has said that. Oh, that's before. <laughs> oh shucks. Uh, but probably the best place to follow me would be on Instagram. Is it were sad that checking, I have to look up my own? Your, yeah. Is it just at Evan? It's Steves? literally just at Evan dot Steves. I will yeah. link below to your Instagram. Oh, shucks. Mm. Yeah. So. That's me. Yeah. Follow uh, and on TikTok. And on TikTok. I don't remember what that one is. I think it's uh, it might be gluten free entertainment. Okay. Which I think is very funny because it let me write the tagline. Uh, all of the funny, none of the bloat. Oh, I love that. Which, I, uh, which brings me joy. But there's not there's not really much on there. Well, there you go. But yeah. but man, just another place, you know. Yeah. You know, follows, I mean, follows if, you're on, if you're on TikTok and you want to see more of my dumb face saying dumb things. Then. And finding them. and finding joy. There you go. Let's all find joy together. Let's find the joy. But uh, joy with a joy with a Y, not with an I. I that's not my thing. <laughs> um <laughs> Hey, he's got puns. <laughs> you got so many puns. Look at me go. Cool. Big, big thank you for coming on, though. This was excellent. Oh, yeah, this was a blast. This was really, really fun. And you get to end the episode by ringing the bell. Ding, ding. It's the intoxicated uh, battle cry. <laughs> <laughs>